Welcome to episode 40 of Game Time with Manny. This time, we have a lot to talk about, especially in terms of news. Uh, But just to say up front, the second half of the podcast will be about just Marvel stuff in general. So not necessarily all video games, but some possibly. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, a few you know video games. We'll probably talk about some movies. It's just in honor of uh, Stan, Stan Lee, Lee's so. passing. Yeah, and I just we like Marvel stuff in general. Yeah. So, all right. So which one do you add? Which news piece do you want to actually start with? Let's here? let's start with some good news. Let's let's just go down the list. The Xbox Xbox buying in in exile. I think it's in exile. In yeah, exile it should be. and Obsidian. Uh, yep. Which we had already talked about obsidian them yeah potentially buying obsidian at least and so them also getting in exile is weird because they are both very western rpg pc developers and now that's the microsoft went all in on that right. sweet market i guess and so those will almost certainly be exclusive to xbox and pc and not come to the ps4 i think what's interesting is their last couple games it seems like they're very, very similar in what they made, like in just overall design. They are. I'm kind of wondering if they're gonna have like in exile make like that traditional like I don't even know what you'd call it. It's kind of like Diablo where it's a little more top down. Yeah. I, I, what genre would you call that? I. Where it's like loot based. It's definitely a Western RPG, but it's more top down. And it's... I mean, like Diablo is like a dungeon crawler type right. thing. I guess people call it that. I don't even really. But know. I don't need, like with the camera angle and everything. You know what I'm talking. about. I do. About. I, I, yeah. I, I guess I don't really know I don't exactly know. what you would call it. And then maybe like Obsidian. I'm wondering if they're gonna have them do more. Maybe try to do more like Fallout New Vegas, where it's maybe like a more first person RPG type. I don't of? know because they've not been doing that stuff recently. They've been doing like path of exile stuff yes. and stuff like that so i think they're just gonna keep doing that stuff but i was just... basically make the exact same game but just with a different well that, and that's kind of why i was wondering because like if you look at xbox what studio do they have that could make something like like maybe something in the fallout you know something like that they're really i yeah i mean not a lot yes but that's because all their other developers either make racing games or shooters. So right, right. So yeah, I guess other than Rare, but even then, Rare. And, well, and they did just buy up a few other studios earlier. This yeah, year, but, but I still most of those are like. Well, I guess the developers of We Happy Few, Human Head, I think, were. Uh, I mean, they could do something like that. Right. I mean, maybe not super well as Obsidian would, but yes. And and if if the rumors are true, and you know, a new Fable is being made by the developers of Forza, yeah, if it's being made by Playground, Playground then that right. would be cool. Right. But I'm just kind of wondering. It just seems weird to buy two studios that are basically making the same. I don't type know, of man. Games. I think that is them saying like, "Hey, what's up?" And they also announced that they're bringing Game Pass fully to PC instead right. of just their weird first-party games and Riptide MotoGP or whatever the fuck that game was. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, did you look into that? I didn't really pay attention too much. Are they bringing like? all the games no so it's not going to be exact parody they'll have to go through the licensing deals again but it won't be like the six games that are on game Pass. it will actually be more i was just wondering because like i feel like doom being on pc i was just kind of wondering if you know things like that if bethesda would be okay no yeah they have to do all the licensing deals again and they did not say just that they are fully committing to game pass Mm -hmm. on pc which is weird because the way they announced it was like 
they are announcing Game Pass for PC, but I used Game Pass on PC to play Forza, so I knew that it was already a thing. So I kept reading those articles and being like, is my phone recommending me articles from a couple years ago? Like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. But, But no, it seems they're just doubling down on it actually happening on pc as opposed to the six or so mm-hmm. first party and one third party game they have um but this this seems like it would be really good for that specifically right. because these games can work okay on a controller and they could put them on xbox but having them on pc with game pass is amazing because specifically obsidian games i haven't played wasteland or i've played very old versions of a bard's tale i guess Mm -hmm. the things that in exile has made but they are more meant for pc use and having like an 80 to 100 hour game that you can just play month over month with game pass for ten dollars a month rules oh yeah that that would be awesome and it'd be a super great value i think for people who I have it on PC. I think that mm-hmm. will be a big selling point for them to get a higher adoption rate of PC users. So, I mean, they're doing great yes. with this whole program, I think. Yeah. I I am kind of wondering if those games, if if they stick to that style, if they're just going to have it where you can use a keyboard and mouse with the yeah, Xbox. Wasn't the, what game was it? Fortnite. Fortnite just launched with that? Yeah, so they now the Xbox One will have... At PC and mouse support, so I mean, you keyboard could just, and mouse. Yeah, keyboard and mouse. It at that point, it all comes down to developers if they're willing to allow well, it. Microsoft would be like, "What up? You're doing this?" Well, <laughs> so. that and also, I think it's more. The, it would be more for competitive, where they would want, where some studios, because then they have to take the time to kind of suss them out and kind of split those two groups up. Yeah, but I mean, for something like this, they I'd, certainly, and now that they're owned by Microsoft, yes. they'll have to do it anyway, so yeah. it doesn't really... I, so I'm wondering if, like, because I, I could, your PC, like my PC, they're probably on the same level as, like, maybe the Xbox X, or yeah. you know, at least, so I, I mean, realistically, the, the X and probably even my Slim could handle most of the PC games. Yeah, for sure. So I, that's cool, and mm. I mean, there were what like two first-party games that weren't available on PC Game Pass, which was Sunset Overdrive and Rare Replay. Well, no, three. What was the other one? Uh, Halo: The Master Chief Collection. Oh, I don't count that because that there was no way that was happening. They weren't going to do that work because it barely worked on Xbox One. Right. I don't even consider that game when I think about their first-party <laughs> games because they still patch that thing. Now, but it, I mean, Sunset Overdrive is also coming right. to PC, so what you're missing out on from an Xbox One at that point is some Halo games, because 5, I think, is, and... Mm, it's 1 through 4. No, but I mean, 5 is on PC. So okay, yeah, going, okay, yes. And I'm sure that... what. A- Although, like, they're fucking up, because, like, people want those Halo games yeah, on Yeah, but PC. whatever, man, maybe if they, I don't know, I didn't actually look to see if Insomniac was the one that developed or ported Sunset Overdrive to PC. They might not have been, yeah. so maybe they hired that out to a studio who will make it happen. I, I, I'm just not going to say until it actually works. Do you think Microsoft hired that? I would guess Microsoft. I would guess the they did, right? yeah, because I, I think that's them really trying to beef up the mm-hmm. stuff for PC. But it also came out on Steam which a lot of these other ones are only coming out on the Microsoft Store, so maybe it wasn't Somniac. They do need to revamp the Xbox Store, hopefully. Because, like, 
you've done it with the Xbox Game Pass. Like, you have to just individually go through each game and it'll say, like, Game Pass. They need to have a, a section where you can be like, oh, here's all the Game Pass Well, games. I just, I had to use the fucking Windows Store and that's right. like a waking hell nightmare. There well, was even an article where Phil Spencer said, yeah, he's, like, really dedicated to fixing the Windows Store. Yeah. And I was like, thank God. Because if I had to pause and unpause that 70 gig <laughs> download for Forza one more time, I was going to smash my PC to bits. Wow, it was that big of a file? It was huge. Wow. It's taking up... My PC's almost out of space, actually. So I think I have to uninstall Divinity soon. Because that's the only thing I have that takes up a lot of space. I don't know what the hell is taking up 700-ish gigs, but... Do you have Final Fantasy 15? Because that takes up like No, I have Final Fantasy 14, and that's actually not taking up a lot of, As much space as I thought. Mm. Um... So I, I don't know. It's taking up a lot of space. But I was rendering a video last week, and I was like, hey, you're out of space. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. I don't even store videos on this. like mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what it is. All right. So, yeah, I think Microsoft is doing a good job with that stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for Microsoft, uh, the next gen. Yeah, I think it'll be really exciting. I mean, even this gen, I think they're starting to, not starting to. I mean, they have picked up a lot of steam, and I think they're doing a good job. It's just, it might have to be next generation for everyone else to realize that, not just people who pay attention to video game news. I, I mean, like, I'm saying, like, their games are going to start coming out. I, I still look at this year, and they have one game that I really cared about. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't even think about that anymore. I don't All right. know. I, that's I just what... think they're doing good stuff they're outside doing... of their games. They're doing great stuff getting set up for next gen. That's what I'm saying. For sure, yeah. So... and uh so so that's the the xbox news and now just the news that just came out of nowhere the the pikachu detective oh my god i literally saw this on twitter and i was like there's no way this is happening right now because they did announce this and i feel like a lot of the time people will announce video game movies and then they will never come out Mm -hmm. the metal gear solid one has been in development quote unquote for like fucking 10 years or more that thing's never going to come out. The Uncharted, same thing. It's been like five years, and it's just rumored of all these different people. Yeah, n- nothing ever comes of it. Right. So this, I also thought the same thing was going to happen. And then, boom, there it is. Ryan Reynolds is like, it's me, Detective Pikachu. And here you go. Do you want a nightmare today? Because that's what these Pokemon look like. I... And... I think Pikachu wore on me the more I watched Oh, no, I it. love them. I think they're they're horrifying monsters and but as very a, excited i don't pikachu war on me the mr mime though that oh is. he's so good oh man oh. oh he looks so good they're all so good the only one that i feel did not make a really great transition is jigglypuff because i guess i always assumed that it was really smooth and had no hair but then how does it have that tuft of hair? Right. But the whole thing is so furry. And then I looked it up, and in red and blue, the Pokedex entry says that it's really smooth. Mm-hmm. Every other one talks all about its fur. Okay. So I, I guess. I, I don't know. But I, it just doesn't look right to me. Did you see the Squirtle? Yeah, man. They're all sick. I saw The, the Squirtle just looks like he's just shocked. They're everybody shocked, man. This and the Psyduck looks pretty good. Boy, the Psyduck looks great. And there's the shot of him and Pikachu looking up from the backseat of that car. Yeah. That is just perfect. 
Charizard looks pretty good. He's all scaly. And Charizard weird. looks like like a dragon, like a legit dragon. And so there were a couple other ones that people did freeze frames for. Mm-hmm. And there's like a big crowd, and someone saw Buffalant and Braviary. Right. But Buffalant is not the size of a buffalo. He doesn't even go up to a dude's knee. Yeah. That... What? There's no way. I mean, I guess I'd never looked at Buffalant's size. No, but he's huge. Okay, well, I don't he know what should the be. I don't huge. know what the fuck then. But yeah, I never in a million years would I have expected to think that this looked like a dope movie, and I am 100 percent on board. Can't wait to see it. If somebody had told me Ryan Reynolds is going to be Pikachu, and so that is, I I think that it sounds okay. I still stand by the fact that it should have been Danny DeVito. Because if you have heard Detective Pikachu talk in those games, he is sounds like a grizzled old detective who has been smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. for his entire life. Yes. But I think, at the end of the day, I think Ryan Reynolds probably sells the movie better than... Oh, almost certainly. <laughs> but, oh, Danny man, DeVito. if he sounded like a grizzled old detective who was smoking all the time, I would have been so hyped. Hmm. I'm just trying to think if Danny DeVito were to be in this movie and a Pokemon. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone else can talk. I So I did not play Detective Pikachu, but I believe that the whole concept of it was the main character's dad was researching being able to talk to Pokemon. And then something mysteriously happens to his dad and he disappears. So, spoilers, I think he his dad is the Pikachu. But I don't know that for sure. I really want to play Detective Pikachu now, though. I kept trying I did to before. Get, I kept trying to get you to get it that I one know. day, and I think I might end up getting it for Christmas because I want to play it. I think um, it was last Christmas, and I was, it was last Christmas. Yeah, because I was like, "Oh, you need to stop in the games because we were in Syracuse, and I kept <laughs> we trying were. to make you." Yeah, it was like it was in New Year's or something. It yeah. just come out very recently. I still want to play it. I think it seems interesting enough. I like adventure games and weird smoked up pikachu but yeah i never in a million years would have thought that this movie would look cool and i watched that trailer and thought man i I don't know if i can describe it as looking cool oh i think it looks really cool but (laughs) it seems like a movie that i think is going to be funny and great i think it will be great but i think it's going to be i guess the best way to describe this is it'll be a terrible film I don't even know about that. But I think think it'll be a good movie. I think it will be a good movie. I will say that as well. (laughs) And what's crazy is that Toy Story 4 teaser came out the same day, and this blew it away. Because theirs was just a teaser that really had nothing in it, but this had so many more views than that. Yeah. So much so that they put out another teaser for Toy Story 4 the next day to try to, like, I don't know. Well, I feel like... It did not work. With Stan Lee and then this Pokemon, like... Toy Story didn't stand a chance. It just... I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I did not pay attention to this at all. Do you want to talk about what this Final Fantasy... Alright, I will preface this by saying that I think Final Fantasy XV is not a good game. Okay. And so, this this is where I stand on the original DLC. I bought the original Season Pass. I still have not played any of it. And I don't know why I bought it. Because, say for example... I, you bought a book from someone and then you're reading through it and say a crucial thing happens on page 51, but that page is missing. Mm. And then you go back to the place you bought it from and say, Hey, this page is missing. And then they're like, what if I sold you that page 
for $30. That is what Final Fantasy XV was. There is multiple times throughout the game where one of the party members just leaves for some reason or other, and then they come back, and they're like, oh, what did you do? And they're like, oh, whatever, man. Oh, man. And that's what the first three DLC packs were, is filling in those gaps. And there's no way that you make that without that intention. It's one of them, which I still don't know how it happens, a very significant event happens in the last one. And they don't explain how it happened to this dude. You are just expected to feel bad and... I couldn't because I didn't know why what happened happened to him. I'm just trying not to spoil a very crucial plot right, point. Right, right. And I still don't know because I feel so conflicted about this DLC. Like, I don't even want to play it because I just find that to be so baffling. So going back to the other DLCs, you you didn't play them, correct? Correct. So do you know anything about them? Yeah, they are like bite-sized things that are literally just what happened in those gaps where but those like, characters were gone. How do they even narratively set that up? Because it was a pretty linear game, wasn't it? For the f- second half. Okay. The first half is an open world thing. Two of those things happen during the linear thing. It's just you play as Noctis personally the right. whole time. And so, say Gladiolus, for example, that happens near the beginning. He all of a sudden is just like, hey, I got some shit to take care of. Peace. And then you're with just Prompto and Ignis for a couple hours, and then you're doing some mission and Gladiolus just comes back. Okay. And so later, for example, something specific happens to Ignis, and so he is gone because they split up mm-hmm. for the story, so you don't know what happens to Ignis during that time frame, which you would find out in the DLC and Prompto gets pushed off a train, I think, or something, and he's gone for a couple hours. And so then the other one is about what happened during that time. Frame. I was just wondering, like, is, does it set up where it's like, like a flashback? It just seems weird. It, you it, just pick it from the main menu, and it's just like, man, here's what Gladiolus was doing at this time. Hmm. It's really dumb. Yeah. It's- so they announced that there would be a season two of DLC, and it was about... Luna Freya, who gets literally no character development in this game, and she was criminally robbed because she seemed like she was originally supposed to play a huge role. Mm-hmm. Aranea, who you get in your party, is a guest party member, which they intended to be an original party member because there was a glitch where you could get her in your party for the entire rest of the game, even after she's supposed to leave. And there is specific dialogue between her and all the other characters in these parts of the game where she couldn't even see or be... And so she has all the specific dialogue, specific, like, picture things. She was very much intended, supposed to be a character for the entire game. They mm-hmm. just took that out for some reason. Um, and then Noctis, the main character, was one, which I believe would explain the part near the end of the game where something happens to Noctis and there would be a large gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Arden, who is a villain in the game, and this would actually be an interesting DLC... Uh, so these two characters that got barely any development that were very clearly supposed to be fleshed out before would have gotten DLC episodes in this. And they made a huge deal about like, yeah, we're still supporting Final Fantasy 15. And then they last week were like, just kidding. We canceled all of this and only Arden is coming out, but probably in March. And at the same time, they also said that the director of the game, Tabata, who had replaced Tetsuya Nomura, because the game was in development for nine years or some shit, that he he quit 
and is making his own studio. Mm-hmm. So it is unclear to me whether they just realized that this was not going to be profitable enough for them to keep developing this, or they did what a lot of Japanese companies do, where once the person who is in charge of the project leaves, they say, fuck this, kind of almost in spite. So it's not clear which one of those happened right. here, especially since they announced them both at the same time, which seems kind of strange. I, Yeah, it's very weird. And I just narratively, Final Fantasy XV really frustrates me because it's very clear that Nomura had a specific vision, and then when he couldn't get it done in time and they were having a lot of issues and they switched it over to Tabata, they kind of wrote a new story over the top of what Nomura had written. So there were remnants of things that Nomura had set up that they didn't even take out, but that just go nowhere, or characters that were supposed to be more important that just don't Mm. get any development like my personal favorite character in the game ravis is robbed he gets like an off-screen exit and you like read a bunch of word documents about what happened in that scenario and it just yeah there's so many weird things narratively in that game that i just cannot get by so do you think this dlc it was intended and then they were like we cannot this has been in development for 10 years we just got to get this out. And so I, I, I don't know because I well, they, yeah, they, had origi- they had originally said that they wanted to sell 15 million copies of this game. That was never going to happen. I don't even think it's close to that. 15, 15 or 15? 15 million. Okay. That's what they wanted to sell. And that was their goal. And they tried to make that movie and have the phone games and the pocket edition and all these things to try to make this Final Fantasy XV universe that did not catch on in the way they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't know if this was just them finally cutting off the Final Fantasy XV universe dream or what was going on. It's it's just very weird. And they, it was also around that same time that they announced that they were focusing on making AAA games with the engine that Final Fantasy XV was made on, which is wild because they didn't even use that engine to make Kingdom Hearts three. Right. They were like, they had developed this engine and they were like, nah, fuck that. We'll use Unreal for this one. Like, I don't need, what? <laughs> you spent nine years on this shit and now you're not even going to use it to make Kingdom? Like, I I don't know, man. Did, oh, no, no. I, I was just about to ask, did Square Enix make um, Nier? But that was, uh. They did. I mean, they published it, but it they, was Platinum. It was yeah. right. They, they published so it. So I, 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 I don't know, man. It's just very strange that this would happen this way and. Now they're done, I guess. I don't know yeah. that there will be any more Final Fantasy 15. I didn't realize they kept making DLC. This because that was that came out what 2016. Yeah, 2016, I believe. So, I mean, and, and they also they made a multiplayer mode as part of the original season pass. And as part of this announcement, they're trying to sell that as a standalone thing. Hmm. So it's like they canceled this, but then we're like, here, we'll milk the content we already made, and it's just very weird. Especially after the PC version had been made, and they announced a bunch of mod support that Mm -hmm. they also said, like, nah, fuck that, we're done with the PC version now. I don't know, man. That game was, I feel like, an internal nightmare for them, and they were continuing to live it. Right. So maybe they were just like, we ought to get away from this. But I, I don't know. People still really like the game, and I think the open world first half is very interesting and like kind of fun. But the plot, is, no way. With, so you like the open world better than the linear? 100%. 
which would, is not what I would normally say, but that plot is I, a garbage dump. I was going to say, if it was a better story, do you think you would have preferred the linear better? <sighs> I can't. That part is so bad. They're the part where you use the fucking ring. It's just really bad. Mm-hmm. It definitely is... There's even a part in the linear aspect where you can see the map... Right. And it was very clear that it was supposed to be another huge open world area, but you just ride a fucking train through it. So it's the linear part to me is just a constant reminder of like, man, this game was supposed to be way more too bad. And they just keep trucking through it. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Hmm. It, that game was a mess. And people really like it. And I don't understand that. But apparently Square Enix doesn't want anything to do with it anymore. So Yeah. When do you think do you think they're gonna make sixteen anytime soon or if they probably not anytime soon no because if they, they kept... have to put out the remake of Final Fantasy VII first I would assume oh that's right they took that back yes they did because Final Fantasy fifteen too Final Fantasy yeah. seven <laughs> I don't know man that game also seems like it is having a tumultuous development time which seems weird. Because they have the writing material already. Yeah, I mean, it's just... And they have the characters. They have people like it. You just fucking pick a gameplay style and make it. Oh, that's right. They They were making it into three games. They were going to give it to different studios. It was a really weird decision in the first place. Do you think if people... If they switched that to action, people would have flipped? That is action. Well, that's what I mean. How do you think people are going to feel about that? People really like Final Fantasy VII. That's what I mean. Nostalgia is a really hell of a thing. And I don't... I don't know, man. Because it's not going to be like what people remembered. Because they're adding in all the retconned bullshit from all the side games. And they're rewriting the script so that it's not, like, kind of hilariously mistranslated in some spots. And it's not turn-based. I I don't know. I Hmm. think that I will like it a lot. Because I'll be like, man, this is what these games should have been like initially. I just think that that game has a lot of blind nostalgia for people who played it at a certain time mm-hmm. and really liked it. So I think that those people will probably be disappointed by it when it comes out. But for if you're just looking for like a newer, updated version, I think it'll be cool for that. Okay. Especially if they actually do it right. But I splitting it up into three games is like... I get that that game was big and development takes a lot more now, but I don't know that that's the best choice. Right. Especially if they stagger that release over multiple years. It just seems like you're milking it at that point. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Square is doing really weird stuff. Good stuff outside of their JRPG section. I just... I mean... I don't know. Tomb Raider was disappointing. Yeah, but that's IDOS. I don't count that part. Right. <laughs> and I, I mean, they got rid of Hitman, but they are trying to do a lot of cool things, I feel like, outside of that. Yeah, uh, I forgot about the quiet. Man. I was gonna say like All the right, quiet well, man. You know, <laughs> uh, maybe Square. Yeah, maybe Square's not doing the hottest right now. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Three is gonna fucking kill. Oh yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter what's gonna happen around that time. January 29th, man, it's coming up. Although you could argue that Kingdom Hearts as a whole is just like a huge convoluted mess. It is, but that game's gonna sell 800 oh, yeah. quadrillion. Co- I bet you anything. It will outsell Final Fantasy XV in its first six months. Well, it's coming out at a time when nothing else really else is. Well, yeah, but I, I'm just saying right now, right. I, their $15 million for Final Fantasy was a magical pipe dream that was never going to happen. 
Kingdom Hearts 3 will come way closer without them even saying a target number. So, I yeah, Square's weird. Yes. And I, I can't believe they canceled the good DLC that I would have actually wanted to play for the characters that were just viciously robbed in that story. So... Yeah, that's that's kind of shitty, but it is. I whatever, man. I right. hope Tabitha makes a sick studio and his game rules. What do you think he'd make? An RPG. Okay. <laughs> I just yeah, I, I don't know. That seems to be the case with the people who leave Square Enix. They're like, I'm gonna make my own shit, and then I don't have Square being like, well, do this multimedia, whatever. So I think he's just going to make an RPG and it'll be fine. Do you think he will try to make it too big? Well, actually... No, he it, didn't. I mean, he, just, right. he, was, he inherited the mess. He inherited the mess. And so he... I think that if he was given a blank slate, mm-hmm. I think it could be something really cool. It's just now I it'll be a smaller, Studio. more indie thing. So I, yeah, we'll see how it turns out. Right. So. All right. so then, yeah, the Game Award nominees were announced. Yes. Uh, I didn't really look at this very much. I saw Celeste was one. I, I, well, they announced like everything. All of them, yeah. So, uh, I, not a lot of big surprises. Uh, in the game of the year, it was God of War, Red Dead, Spider-Man. Celeste. Celeste, which was <laughs> That surprising. is weird because I remember looking at that list and being like, what? I mean, I know people really like that game, but I feel like when you're especially at the game awards you're voting against god of war or celeste that seems like a really weird my guess is they talk to the media first and they get all those because they get the they have the judges for it the people that are selected yes i just i assume they said that like i that's what i don't get i'm guessing they take like the top six maybe yeah and that would be my guess because i know it's 90 percent those judges like from the media and 10 percent from like the fans so my guess would be they get all the the nominees basically from however the media votes yeah uh yes yeah, so celeste i it'll probably finish sixth I would guess. I would think so. But, I mean, that's really that's cool. That's cool that, for him. Yeah, right. I, that, that's awesome that that was even nominated for that. Because I feel like in a lot of other years, indie games really got shafted. Uh, Cuphead was last year, wasn't okay, it? Okay, well, that, yeah, that, that is on a whole different scale than Celeste. Though. Yeah, that like, was like that was like a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, almost. and it was backed completely by Microsoft. And, right. Yeah, that one is crazy. But what do you think is going to win? I feel like it's going to be Red Dead. I feel like it's God of War versus Red Dead. I feel like it should be God of War. Uh, From that list, and if I was going to guess, I would personally say that it would be God of War. Boy. I just... I do not think it should be Red Dead. I don't... But I think that it could be, because it's a Rockstar game. It's a Rockstar game, and it just came out, so people have it fresh on their minds. That's what really makes me feel weird of every year about the Game Awards, is because I feel like the game that came out the most recently is usually the one that wins. Zelda won. Well, Zelda came out, I guess that was the beginning of the year. Yeah, that I mean, that was March, I believe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I It's probably between God of War and Red Dead. Oh, People yeah, really so. like Spider-Man, though, so I guess that could be a contender. I feel like Spider-Man is probably going to end up third. Yeah, but I got God of War, probably, yeah. I can't remember the other two for the life of me. Uh, I, Spider-Man, Celeste... 
Assassin's Creed, I think, was on that list, which that one surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> that one's oh man! Well, now I have, now I'm curious because well, it's gonna. Should we just pull it up here? Uh, we're just looking this up. It'll just be one sec. I know that's not really ideal. I should have linked it in the uh, Game Awards 2018. So I, <laughs> yeah, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Oh damn. I keep forgetting that game came out this year. That game is going to get shafted by, like, it coming out in January. But I feel like it had such a... It came out at the perfect time. Right. It came out at a perfect... Yeah, Assassin's Creed. Okay, Assassin's Creed Creed Odyssey and Monster Hunter are the other two, yeah. Uh, The best ongoing game, it's basically between Fortnite and Overwatch. I feel like Overwatch, Fortnite would. I don't know. Have you seen how popular Rainbow Six Siege is recently? But this is more the media. Okay, but this is still bullshit because I don't know that you can call a game in early access the best ongoing game. So I think Fortnite, in my personal opinion, shouldn't even fucking qualify. Neither should Destiny Two because that shit came out this year. What is it ongoing from? Well, it's not Destiny One. Destiny Two came out last year. Forsaken is just the DLC. Destiny 2 came out last year? Yeah, it was in my top 10 list. I don't remember that. Yeah. I thought that was this year. No, that was last year. I also don't think that Forsaken should get that, but... Right. No Man's Sky definitely will not win that. No. That is cool that it happened. Best Direction, I don't fully understand what that means. Well, it's not going to be Red Dead, because we've heard about that direction. 100-hour work weeks and a really great fun time. A Way Out, that's kind of interesting. It is. uh, Uh, Detroit Become Human. David Cage is a giant tool. Yes. So I I would say God of War or Spider-Man almost certainly should win that. I feel like even God of War had some things about like crunch it did but cory barlog uh, like they, they he seems like a really they did cool a good dude. job and, and i think that spider-man though i think in, in terms s- of like the studio doing oh, yeah. good shit like that mm. is insomniac oh yeah it. yeah I, so i i would do that i mean like the cool thing about that is with insomniac i mean like marvel went to sony and was like hey we want one of your studios to make a marvel game and then sony was like Talked to Insomniac. Yeah. And then Insomniac was like, we'd like to make Spider-Man. <laughs> and and, and they, they just nailed it. So, best, best narrative. Oh boy, not Detroit. Life is Strange does not belong episode here. Episode one? Just one what episode. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you can't do that. Right. All right, that shit is going to be either God of War or Red Dead. The story of Spider-Man is good, mm-hmm. but it's not like narratively super compelling it's just the characters it is so i have not finished red dead but i feel like people will probably say that but i think that narratively god of war is very good but but i would make the argument that god of war the narrative isn't anything strong it is like spider-man it is just the it's watching those two characters really kind of bond that's the strength of that that story that is a good narrative oh yeah yeah. thing whereas spider-man it's like it's just the same yes, it, thing that it has been forever, except it's written very well. So best I, art direction? I see. Any time they do this, I disagree wholeheartedly right from the beginning. Assassin's Creed? I told you. like, I, did, I got these this one weapon that is uh, poison, that poisons. When there were that many enemies on the... So many enemies on the screen, and then I was poisoning them, it got to a point where I could see the pixels... No, but I, I'm it just was, saying, it, I always yes. feel like the best art direction, it's illegal. 
you, I feel like you can't have a huge AAA game and best art direction. But Octopath Traveler. Uh, Octopath Traveler is very good art direction. Yes. I don't like the game very much, but I but like okay, <laughs> Return of the Obra Dinn or fucking or Octopath Traveler should win best art direction because they are art. Right. I mean, not to say that making 3D models for Red Dead isn't art and like the game looks really beautiful. Right. But is that I don't consider that to be I don't know. Like, it's just not yeah. like a cohesive art style, quote unquote, to me. Yeah. And the soundtrack of Celeste is lit. Is that what this was? This is sound. Oh, best soundtrack. yeah. Yeah, man. I. Nino Cooney's going to win. <laughs> the music in Octopath Traveler is very good. The music in Red Dead, actually, when it is mm-hmm. there, rules. So it fits very well, but I. Listen, man. Spider-Man has a in a God of War. I don't they, remember they have good orchestral soundtracks. That's when was, there is stuff happening. I was gonna say I don't. Those are more just like ambiance yeah, in the background. And, like I don't remember that music at all. God, I fucking hate the music in Nino Cooney. I do not like Nino Cooney two at all. It really is bothers me how much I dislike that game. I just have a just a general question. Yeah, playing Nino Cooney and then also Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest music is an abomination. No, but why do they use, like, British voice actors? Uh, because, well, Level 5 is a British company. Okay. Uh, so that's why Nino Cooney does. Okay. Uh, I, I do not know why Dragon Quest does. Well, I thought they were both JRPGs. They are, but Level 5, their localization studio is in Europe. Not, oh, okay. And, uh, I, it just seemed weird, like, is it... They, Dragon I'm... Quest, the 8 was made uh by level five mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why that was right. and i i read something about how they wanted to seem more foreign or whatever so i, yeah, I don't just know. Seemed... i like the voices in dragon quest but the i'm music not complaining is, yeah. boy the music in dragon quest. i'm glad that wasn't nominated or i would have <laughs> destroyed everything because he that composer is such a dickhead and he used midi in a game in 2018 what? There's a patch for the PC version where people ripped the orchestral soundtrack and mm. put it back in the game. Man, that composer is a tool. That game should win no sound awards. Uh, the best audio design. This I don't know a- what the fuck that means, but Forza is really good. I like. I'm sure guns sound great in Call of Duty. I see. When I but- when I hear this, I always think of uh, Resident Evil Zero mm-hmm. or or Seven. Resident Evil Seven. That had great sound design because it just between the music and just at the atmosphere, it just it kept me so tense. And then another game that had great sound design was uh, Hellblade last year, just with the voices in the head. But, I mean, this year, I look at this list of Black Ops, Forza, God of War, Spider-Man, and I didn't play Red Dead, so I can't I, say. But like, What is this list? Like, this is yeah, annoying like, to me. How like, are God of War, Spider-Man, and Red Dead on every one of these lists? I don't think that that should be the case. I, I mean, I look at this list, and I'm like, I guess Forza, like, the cars sound good. I don't know. Yeah, the, I, I, I like the sound in Forza. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just very weird I, I, that those three games are all on the third I one. don't know what that that's supposed to mean now nope. best voice actor i didn't play detroit become human so i have no idea i can't if it's like every other david cage game the voice direction is not great so, so. i can't comment on this brian deckart uh the christopher judge i think he did a kratos is always good he did a he great did job for me i think it's melissa mahout no melissa 
Melisanthi, the Cassandra <laughs> from Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. I, she did an amazing job. Like that character, the the writing is pretty flat, and she actually makes that character very uh, likable. For me, this would be uh, Roger Clark. I, I would vote for Yuri Lowenthal as Spider-Man because mm-hmm. Yuri Lowenthal is great. Oh, he, he did. And everything he does is good, but uh, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan, mm-hmm. he does very well. Arthur talks a lot. Mm-hmm. He has to say numerous things, and he does a good job of yes. doing all of that, so... I, I don't know. I think he. I would pick one of these two, Roger okay. Clark. I, I can't Lowenthal. talk on Red Dead, but to yeah. me... Between Yuri, I think they're close, but for me, I think she did a better job. But that's just my opinion. Okay, games. I, games for impact. I didn't I never? Once again, life is strange. Just okay, belong. I actually take this back. Games for impact, hundred percent. It doesn't matter what any of these other games do. I can say this without knowing what the hell happens in any of these. It is the missing. I cannot say why that is, but it is very meaningful, especially in 2018. Okay. 100%. The gameplay is not good, I think, but the meaning behind all of that, 100%. Do you think... Did you play I think Celeste? That no one will have played The Missing, but I did not play Celeste. Because I know that had a big impact on people, and then also it being in the top six. Yeah. I would be willing to bet that that has like a good chance. It does, but I 100% I think that that should be The Missing. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. Uh, this is the best how is, indie. How game? is Dead Cells not in the top six games of the year? This is best indie. I don't care. Celeste, Celeste sounds great. Dead Cells. I've never heard a single person say a negative thing about Dead Cells. I I it's on my list. I got to play it before. I should the, try to actually beat it because I am a weak person and I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. Dead Cells is amazing. I I need to try it. Um Into the Breach I feel like it's a good game, but that is a game that you have to be pretty smart. Okay. That that feels like a Austin Walker type of game where like mm. He's a very intelligent person and very strategic. Mm-hmm. I, I I would say average at best I am. So, like, yeah. I, that game just... Whew, I beat it on easy, but once it got to medium, I was just like, and I can't do this. And so, Return, Return of the Oberdin, uh, people speak very highly of it. It's yes. the guy who made Papers, Please, so I'm sure it's yes. super well thought out and it took him five years to develop. The Messenger has a dumb plot twist halfway through. Well, not dumb, but I... Mm-hmm. whatever i it, it's a cool indie game i think and i yeah these, this is hard because i usually feel like it always bothers me when they have the top list of top six games and then you see the indie games and you're like oh shit right all of these came out this year mm-hmm. and they're very good like i it boggles my mind that dead cells is not on that list it boggles my mind that oh donut Donut County is technically considered on a mobile, so that's considered the mo- best mobile. Because I, I was going to say, like, I would argue that still just belongs in the it best. It does. Indie. Donut County was very good, and I I agree. I don't know what Florence is. I'm going to have to check this out. Florence is just a mobile game. I think it's like three dollars, and people okay. people seem to say good things about it. You can't you can't say that Fortnite is a fucking mobile game. But there is a mobile version. Up, and put it up against Donut County and well, Florence? Wait, wait, just scroll down one. PUBG oh! Mobile. <laughs> you can't do 
do that? <laughs> that that is the like that you're just savaging those other games. That like what the fuck? See, I don't think you are though, because you're thinking the fan vote. The fan vote has very little impact on this. Uh, I guarantee uh, Fortnite will not win. Oh, that's rough. I because I don't think a lot of the media is going to vote for Fortnite. And then I have no idea what Rain Game of Thrones is. I think they stole a lot of their assets from. Isn't this the game that got sued by Bethesda because they ripped most of the stuff from, even specific code from Fallout Shelter? I have no idea. I think it is. I think they were. I think they were sued by Bethesda because they found exact code from Fallout Shelter. Well, it was the same bugs. Yeah, it was the same. It was so. It was some. I'm pretty sure it was this. Which I just. I don't know that I would say that's. Speaking of Bethesda bugs, to just go off on a little tangent. Tangent. Did you see? Fallout 76 a couple weeks ago had a bug where it was just deleting the file. Did you see that you can't uninstall the beta on PC unless you buy it? And then I was going to say, now there's a bug where you can't uninstall it. <laughs> I don't know it. that that's a bug. That seems intentional. No, okay. that, that that is a bug with uh, the whatever the their Bethesda platform the client is there was a, a bug with the client that it would just delete itself and then there's a bug that they can't delete it it's like man Bethesda's doing fantastic things this uh with all with uh fallout 76 oh my god i'm not even looking at the best vr thing. the vr effect it looks sick and i really want to play it it seems cool best action game um destiny 2 seems weird this is a weird list of action games. Mega Man 11, well, being pitted up against Far Cry. I mean, Far I guess Cry action f- is whatever. All video games are technically action games. I think. I, if I, you want to get wild with it, what do you think is going to win this? I feel like Call of Duty because Blackout seems to be very popular. But I would say Dead Cells. Dead Cells, I think, has a good chance as well. Uh, Far Cry 5 just it had issues. I mean Destiny the it plays so well and I love it, but I if it was me I wouldn't be like, yeah man, remember when they made Destiny? It's mm-hmm. that. Well, it's just the DLC. So unless the DLC's it's the same. Great, yeah. yeah best action adventure and then, game. And then like all the good games are in this list. Oh, sorry, but they added Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, it Tomb Raider belongs there. Come on. Yeah, man. I know, but <laughs> what the fuck? No, I'm yeah. just saying, like, it's it, at the end they should have just made most of the categories: God of War, Spider Man, and Red Dead, because <laughs> like that's what it's gonna win all these categories. Whatever wins this category and they announce it, that's what's gonna be game of the year. Yeah, you can't tell me that. Spider-Man or God of War is the best or the best action adventure game, and then Red Dead's right. the best game. I already fundamentally disagree with this category. Oh, the, the best, best role-playing game, everyone's favorite RPG, Monster Hunter World. That is an action game. Also, that is an action game. Uh, speaking of RPGs, Assassin's Creed belongs in the RPG. <laughs> yeah, because you equip a bunch of stuff. Yes. Now. All right, fucking. Get out of here with this dumpster <laughs> yeah. fire. Nino Kuni 2 should not win this category. If, if if we're going by RPG, it should be Dragon Quest 11 or Pillars of Eternity 2. Octopath Traveler, I think, had really good systems. It did. It did not pan out in the end but for I me think, and most people. Right, but I think it's still... It, it belongs in this list. It belongs in this list for sure. I'm, I'm just saying... It I, doesn't win. It doesn't no, deserve No, Monster Hunter World, I would not consider to be an RPG. It has a bunch of RPG elements, 
100% an action game. Right. Because it, that's like saying if Dark Destiny. Souls was going to win best RPG category. Or Destiny. Yeah, and that, I mean, Destiny is more like an RPG than Monster Hunter World, I think. I, I'm just thinking like that loot. Yeah. Because like, mm. I mean, I, I personally consider leveling up to be a major aspect of that, which Destiny has. Monster Hunter, I mean, you level up in terms of your armor and stuff, right. but it is way more movement based and yes. things like that and that's why i said that um assassin's creed belongs in this list oh cause, yeah because you there's a leveling up mechanic you're you're getting loot you're I, that is just a straight up rpg all right best fighting game best fighting i don't game. even want to read this list because it's dragon ball fighters uh no there's soul caliber and then street fighter 5 that doesn't even count <laughs> out this year i mean yeah sure uh, the arcade count- edition come yeah, on oh yeah who could forget best family game and this is just nintendo, nintendo i believe oh and overcooked oh, all right well, super mario party i could see labo i mean sure if you're building I, it with your family i'm willing to bet that mario tennis could pull this off i would mario tennis or overcooked I mean, Overcooked is four players, and it's very fun. And we're, we're playing that right now. We'll talk about that a little later. I'm enjoying it so yeah. far. Also, Best. Banner Saga probably is an RPG, but oh. also it could be a So is game. Battletech! Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're going to if, if you want to go strategy, yes. these are strategy games. Oh, I yes. can't. I, Into the Breach, for sure. Valkyria Chronicles 4, also both. <laughs> That's a game I'm kind of been wondering if I would like it. Uh, I think that it's very good, but I it came out at a time when everything else came out. Yes, and I the first one is very good. I it's, was replaying it this year. It sounds like a game that I would like very much, but yeah. uh, looking at that list, I'm wondering if Frostpunk might pull it off. I think that it will be BattleTech or Into the Breach. Maybe Into the Breach because a lot of people played Into the Breach. Yes. Um, now the best sports racing game it's Forza it's gotta be Forza it's Forza oh yeah Mario Tennis is a sport yeah. alright yeah. people like FIFA I don't like FIFA very much uh, Pro Evolution Soccer that's probably not gonna win no probably not NBA 2K19 I also think that was not a great year for them no I, I think it was a decent year for them I, th- oh. I think it was better than last year okay. where last year had that like complain about those a lot now well, so, I don't know <laughs> You don't really follow the sports. People no. complain every year about. I those. know, but that specifically, there was some weird thing. I don't remember if it was this it, one. Or last I one. know that it was a lot. Last year had that really bad loot grind where they were oh, like, yeah, yeah. that was like extremely pay to win. I know they kind of brought that back a little bit. Uh, best multiplayer, black. Uh, why is Fortnite in that list? It is. It's gonna win. I I think it will win. I think I black. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Monster Hunter, you I feel like it has to be disqualified because for how bad of a system it has to join games and stuff. Yeah. Like, it is fun when you're there doing it. Before that point, it is rough. And they didn't even bother to try to attempt to fix it. So oh, they I, haven't? No. It's the exact same system on PC. Mm, that's... I see if these. Sure. I feel like Call of Duty has a chance. I think Call of Duty, I think, yeah, that'd be good. Destiny is the same fucking multiplayer. Right. I, I mean, I would prefer Call of Duty over Fortnite. All right, best student game, really I, no input there because we have seen none of these. Yeah, I haven't played any of them. Best indie debut. <sighs> you played Donut County. Donut County is very good. Yoku's Island Express is very good. Uh, I... I would say Donut County out of all these. I mean, people really like Moss as a VR title. People right. also really like The Messenger. But uh, Florence wait. is another. The developer of Dead Cells has never made anything else. 
Destiny debut, my man. I, I mean, I guess because it was an early access last year, mm. it doesn't count. No, I doubt Dead it. Cells would beat all of these games. And I, best indie debut. You're so, 100% positive? Yeah, I don't think they've ever made another game. And then I have no idea. So I don't Best know. esports. I don't follow esports at all. Uh, but hopefully Overwatch it's wins gonna, it. Well, I mean, now the three major esports, Fortnite League and Overwatch... Oh, I was going to say, did Dota 2 get shafted? No, it's still one there. CSGO is still pretty popular. No, it is. All of those are. Yeah. I Actually, I'm surprised that Rainbow Six Siege isn't in there because it has been blowing up recently. Best esports player? Sonic Fox. Uh, Sonic Fox, Tokido, Uzi, Simple. I, boy, I would say Tokido because I love Tokido. I feel like Sonic fought, he won Evo. He did, and he has been having, like, a lot of articles and stuff written about him. And he just won, I think, like, the Injustice that season thing, or something. yeah. So I would vote Tokido, though. I feel okay. like it's hard not to vote for Sonic Fox with how well he's done. I love Tokido, though. Tokido is a he cool... I'm not he saying he's, he's cool. I don't think either of them are going to win. It's going to be... No, it's going to be some other player here from this list that I don't know. I don't know what they play, any of those games. I don't either. And then eSports team, Cloud9, sure. Trihex, one of my favorite streamers, is on Cloud9. He's not actually an eSports person, but he is on their team. Uh, Ooh, the one in Spitfire. They did win the Overwatch League. I don't follow enough esports. And yeah, best esports coach. Like, we is... don't fucking know anything about yeah. that. The esports event. We know nothing about no, this. No, Evo. Okay, well, I don't think Evo is going to fucking beat the LCS World Championship or the International. So I don't. That's crazy. Evo's still cool, though. Evo is really cool, but in the esports host, they're not even going to have a fighting game. Huh? Yeah, of course not. Best esports moment, Cena. There was the uh, Sonic Fox. <laughs> the side switch. I disagree. <laughs> yeah, that I was... think that's the worst moment because I. Oh man, I feel like Goichi would have won. What a stall tactic. I mean, good on him. For yeah, it, but, yeah. Oh boy. Content creator. Doctor Lupo Myth Ninja. I, I mean, Ninja's uh, gonna win that. Do you? There's no way. I saw something like people were like calling Ninja misogynist. Do you oh, know anything that, about that? Was that was because he wouldn't stream with female streamers because he said it was gonna affect his relationship negatively or something. He just mm. didn't want to deal with it because of the rumor mill of Twitch. Oh, his his reasoning for it was. I can see it, but also I think he went about it the completely wrong way. That was a couple months ago. I was just wondering, I, like, so he's gonna win. It doesn't doesn't matter. It sounds like he probably. The problem with these YouTubers and stuff, I mean, they're they don't really have PR. They don't really, they don't know exactly how to explain themselves well i guess he probably is well intentioned. It's just yeah, I I don't know. But I, don't but know I mean, this about. year he has. He is the number one streamer on Twitch. He streamed with Drake. He streamed with Logic. Like, he he always has thousands of viewers. Right. Like, even no matter what. And he is actually amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch him play Fortnite, it's obscene. Yeah. The- He's so good that it's it's sickening. 
the only reason why I've even I haven't heard of any of these people other than Ninja, and that's because of my little cousin. Yeah. But I just I don't follow YouTubers like this. Yeah. I just Nin- I, if Ninja doesn't win that, I feel like it will be criminal mm. because he the way he blew up this year and how he is actually really good. He like used to be a pro Halo player and mm-hmm. stuff. He he is the most paid person on Twitch. Like mm-hmm. no questions asked. He blew up. You know what's interesting about this list? There's no most anticipated game for 2019. It's because there's no games coming out in 2019. I, I, I'm just saying. All video games are canceled. Don't you think that's a little weird? I do. They, I, yeah, don't they normally have that? Yeah, because uh, I think Zelda won last year. Okay, well, I, I don't know. Or maybe a couple years ago. I don't know what would have won last year, but like, it just seems like a weird omission. It does. I... Yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, that's that's the Game Awards. Also, I read, or I think, yeah, I read, I think he's said that they have like 40 to 50 game announcements. He always says that. They're probably world exclusives. <laughs> I don't know. I It's world exclusive. I feel bad because, like, I think he wants to make it all about the games, but he realizes. He can't. He's got to get that sweet, sweet funding. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, what else does he do? I don't know because he doesn't work for a game website anymore, as far as I'm aware. I've, I think he might freelance review, for some places, but he doesn't. He used to work for game trailers, and I, now they don't exist anymore. And he doesn't work for, I can't remember the spinoff of that. Hell, Easy Allies. He doesn't work for them. Like I, he just seems like he works to set up the E3 stage show. And I was going to say, awards. I was going to say, like he definitely sticks around for. He's like comes around for E3. Jeff Keighley, man, he's and crazy. Then, yeah, I mean, he seems like a cool guy. And no, and he gets the scoops. He's and got ev- the connections. Every year, I think the Game Awards gets a little better. It does. Who will be the musical guest this year? Uh, churches, hopefully. I think it will be Logic, but we'll see how that pans out. Because he's trained with Ninja, mm-hmm. so... Uh, who knows what if it's drake oh man i hope it's not that'd drake. be hilarious i hope it's logic because he's really good but i do not like drake i don't like drake either i did like when he was in degrassi as jimmy he was in a wheelchair uh yeah he got shot in a school shooting mm-hmm. that's fucked up what that's only god that's a couple weeks away at this point right three three yeah weeks? three weeks for the game awards for a second i thought you're talking about degrassi no I no like, Whoa, what's i am de- i'm excited for the <laughs> the game awards the yeah game i'm awards. excited for 50 world exclusives i can't wait because I, I i we've done that for this is probably the fourth it year? is always funny yes that's for sure yes I come over and we just watch the game awards. Yes, it's something special most of the time. Man, oh, remember that's... the fucking a way out guy? Yes. Fuck the Oscars. <sighs> oh man, they can't top that moment. I don't. But a couple years ago with churches, when it was that that girl that looked twelve with the other musicians that looked like they're in their forties. That. Oh. <laughs> yep, that was special too. But I, man, fuck the Oscars. Oh, fuck that the was Oscars. That, oh my god. That was amazing, and they will never be able to top that. No, and then the game didn't even come close to... Oh, no way. That would not won any Oscars. <laughs> no, it would not. Although, I had fun playing it I had it fun you. playing it. I'm just saying, <laughs> that, those performances, no Oscars would be handed out mm. or nominated even. I So... Today I sat down and started kind of sussing out my top ten, and I was just like, it hurts me that A Way Out is not going to make it. <laughs> 
I don't know that I can say that. I mean, it will not make my list, but I don't know that it will hurt me. I don't know. I feel like we had a good time, but I have played 10 really good games this year, so I can't. But that's kind of my thing. Like, it's not the game. I just remember us playing it. Oh, and that was fun. Yeah. Playing (laughs) Connect 4 and then playing that shitty arcade game. That arcade game sucked. (laughs) And then Nukio hopping in to do the weightlifting. Yeah, and he couldn't do it. Yeah, because I had to go to the bathroom yes. when you guys played Connect Four. Yeah, yeah, that was a special game. The wheelchair thing. Right. Yeah, that game's weird. <laughs> All of these Oscar-winning performances. Right, right. Oh, it, it, if you notice, we're not even talking about the game. We're talking about all the side, like the mini games that were probably more fun than the actual game. Yeah. But yeah, we should probably move on. Yeah. Uh, the Game Awards, I think that's like December 7th? 8th? Wait, is it really? That's the same day Smash comes out. It's the 7th. It's It would be a Thursday. <sighs> then it's the 6th. I don't know. Because the 7th is a Friday. Okay. Uh, I think it's right around that point. Yeah, though. right around there. Uh, so the next one, uh, Infiltration, was suspended from the Capcom Pro Tour. Yes. There was allegations that of domestic violence between him and his... Ex wife, I think they're divorced yeah. or in the process. Which um, this happened a year ago, I think in November. Yeah. And it's just kind of with infiltration. I can't remember his actual name. I can't either. I just always knew him as infiltration. But he, he's a Korean uh, Street Fighter player. He just plays Street Fighter, right? Yeah, and he's very good. He won Evo a couple years ago. Capcom Cup. I don't know that he won the Capcom Cup. No, that was and then it was Mena and uh, Knuckle Do. Knuckle Do won it, and then Mena last year. Yeah. I I used to follow the FGC much, the fighting game community yeah. FGC much closer. I don't follow it much anymore. I didn't even really know about this news that this had happened. Oh yeah, this happened a couple months ago. Someone on Reddit had found papers that were filed in korea about the domestic dispute and Mm -hmm. it was people were trying to suss out the information but it seemed like that there was some kind of domestic abuse happening and so people were saying that he should be pulled from the capcom pro tour and it seems like his sponsor panda panda global and capcom looked into it and waited a couple months before finally determining that yeah this yeah, this seems is... like actual real allegations, and he's now suspended from the Pro Tour, and he was dropped from Panda Global. Yeah, I, I think he's suspended until twenty twenty. Oh, boy. like I think it's like he, he's going to be gone for a couple years, and then obviously his sponsors. And I, that is like as far as I know, that is his only way of making money. I think he's a streamer. Okay. I mean, he does stream. I don't know that he does it a lot. I've watched yeah, the stream before. Uh, he may have to start streaming. More. Maybe, yeah. So that that's crazy. I mean, he. I guess you never really get a sense of what these people are really like. Uh, well, I he guess always, with the exception of some people, but he never really. I don't know. He always seems so goofy. He did, yeah. So I don't know. People mm-hmm. are different behind closed doors, I guess. Uh, yeah, you you just you never know. So I mean, yeah, and it sucks. And the reality is, I mean, there was that uh, language gap as well, and mm-hmm. so 
it's it sucks it sucks that this happened but i mean good on you know yeah, Capcom to, and Panda Global for actually stepping in and doing right. something about that cuz i mm-hmm. feel like especially fgc things that doesn't always happen no it, I, it has been more recently but i they used to not like they would still let people play yeah i mean i they did. I mean, they went after Noel Brown pretty hard when he. They did, and they suspend Andre also. That was. Andre. He got into like legal problems. There was a lot of things going on. He was like stealing credit card information yes. or something. So uh, I don't think he was kicked out of the FGC or the Pro Tour. Uh, I don't think he was ever really good enough for the Pro well, Tour. No, anyways. But, uh, well, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> But yeah, I know he had more like legal problems. So, so I, as I said, I don't really follow the FGC much anymore. I did watch Evo, but I didn't even really watch any Street Fighter. I just watched. I, watched Street Fighter. So I just pri- primarily watched uh, Injustice and Dragon Ball. Yeah. So I mean, there's not a lot more that can be said about that. Just you know, good on Capcom and also is it Panda Global or Panda Gaming? I think it's Panda Global now. Oh, they changed? I don't know if they changed ever. I thought it was Panda Gaming originally, but it is Panda Global. I'm almost okay. positive. Okay. Not that it... Uh, and I th- and then the last piece of news here is that Sony will not be at E3 mm-hmm. in 2019. And Yes, which is shocking. And then I think it's funny that less than 10 hours later, Microsoft got on facebook and announced that they are definitely going to e3 (laughs) yeah because they will have a shitload of stuff to announce so so that is my thing here is people are making this a huge deal which i mean it is i will definitely be less excited about e3 this year because of that i see i disagree with that because i look at e3 last year sony's was pretty weak anyways i really liked it because it had a lot of stuff that i actually cared about in it see because, like, I, think... I can't wait to see what Ghost of Tsushima is like. They announced the Resident Evil 2 remake. They had an actually good Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer. They uh... Well, that's on Square Enix. Square Enix should have had... That like... is on Square Enix, but I'm just saying, like, that was all at Sony's thing. Yeah, I, I guess for me, I'm thinking, like, I think they showed too much of Spider-Man. That's true, but I, I mean, I was excited to see Spider-Man right. regardless. So. And, like, The Last of Us, I didn't need to see more. No, but I, they will always do that with anything, especially a huge flagship title like that. I mean, they hadn't really shown it. I, but, but that's a title that I... I mean, they have to show it, but they don't have to show it. Yeah. I would say The Ghost of Tsushima, that was, like, the perfect amount. Like, I, that, yeah. that game got... that got me hyped for that game and then also that was the first time that we saw any gameplay of uh death stranding but even then we still don't know what that game is and now we'll never know because they're never having another event that's why i I think this is weird is because they are not doing psx this year which makes sense because they don't have enough to show but then the fact that they wouldn't have enough to show still at e3 is still kind of weird but if the rumors are to be believed, then the PlayStation 5 will be releasing in 2020. So they would probably go hard at E3 or just have their own announcement event like they did with the PS4. It probably sometime that summer and then have it release in the fall time in 2020. What do you think is going to end up being a launch title? Oh, I that I don't know. Do you think Mac her- 3 Horizon? 
Could be. I do not. Well, no, because that came out 2017 early. It did. And they they made that very small DLC, and then they said, we're not doing any more because we're working on the next game. I guess. I mean, they're probably, well, yeah, they probably have nowhere to announce that. I mean, that would make sense. I guess. I'm just wondering, like, what other studio? I mean, Naughty Dog has one coming out next year, most likely. Mm. They Days Gone. Uh, Sucker Punch is making Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, then this year, God of War, that's uh, Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of, like, their other major studios. I mean, just Sony Worldwide Studios in general makes a shitload of stuff. Right. So. And then they have, like, a lot of studios making VR stuff that we don't really pay attention to much. <laughs> yeah so I, I i don't know i mean i i think that that is weird and that's why they're saving up all those announcements for later mm-hmm. it just it seems very strange because right. nintendo got away with doing this type of thing with the directs and they could move away from e3 and just know that people would care no matter what whenever they announced a stream i i sony could also do that but i don't think that it would have the same impact because Nintendo has known brands and franchises that everyone will get excited for. Like, if they had a stream, I can't even think of a title that they could just trot out at some random event and be like, this is it, and the whole world, like, explodes like they do for a Nintendo Direct. Mm. So it, it just, it I don't know that they're going that way. It seems to me like this console generation is winding down and they just don't really have anything else to show unless they keep showing these same games now that development cycles are a lot longer. You know what's going to be a lunch game? Days Gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's why. They're going to cancel yes. Days Gone and they don't want the E3 questions. They're, they're done. Yeah, I mean, but realistically, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I would, I would guess that The Last of Us will probably come out early summer. And then Ghost of Tsushima, maybe fall. Uh, I those ga- all three of those games, including Death Stranding, I think have to come out in. Oh, 2019. Death Stranding! I forgot. Maybe Death Stranding is fall, and then I don't know. I don't think Death Stranding is ever coming out. But if it was, it would be like December twenty ninth because they're gonna cut that boy close. I don't know. I it just is very weird. Mm-hmm. Because they've shown those games for multiple years in a row. Right. Well, not Ghost of Tsushima, but The Last of Us has been known about for a couple of years. Death Stranding has been shown at every show for the mm-hmm. past like three years-ish. So they, if they did have E3 again, I get why you wouldn't. Because you're going to show another Death Stranding trailer. Mm-hmm. You're going to force another Last of Us 2 demo in this very story-heavy game that people don't necessarily want to be spoiled for. Right. You're going to show another Ghost of Tsushima thing, which I would gladly watch, but mm. I also would just want to play. They don't have Spider-Man to show for the 900th time anymore unless they're going to show more DLC. They just... No, because DLC's done by... December. It is. They, the second one is coming out very soon or is out now. I don't remember. Mm. I think it just came out. Maybe it comes out this coming Tuesday. Yeah, it's Because I, I saw that all the content was announced the other day. I, I just don't think that they have anything to show. No. And it's just weird that they wouldn't even fill it with a bunch of third-party stuff to me. I feel like Microsoft's got that unlock, though. They do, but they Sony could also easily go out to these companies and oh, they yeah. would give them something to show. It just seems very weird to 
let Microsoft be the last man standing in the ring. And they'll probably fucking knock it out of the park with all of the shit that they bought and between have what, gone after with third-party developers and stuff. Between what they've bought and the reality is they we don't know when Gears of War is coming out. We don't know Gears Tactics. We don't know Halo. We don't know what the fuck that Halo game is. Yeah. That is I mean, there have been rumors for a while that we had talked about Playground making uh, Fable. I feel like Microsoft could have a very big E3. Yeah. And I I guess Sony, maybe they just don't care. I don't know. I That is what I have felt like for the past year or so, is I feel personally like Sony is slipping back into what they did with the PS2, where they're like, we're really killing it. Fuck everyone else. I think we're doing a good job, and we're over here in our corner having ourselves a fun party where we think we're really rocking it, and Microsoft is fucking just, like, coming up from the bottom of the ocean at, like, a thousand miles an hour, and they're gonna eclipse them in this next console generation. Like, that is what I feel like. But, I mean, they also, they're trying to do their name change thing, finally, which seems like it's a giant clusterfuck. They totally fucked up with the crossplay thing, with Fortnite, and now that's the only thing that is crossplay, and they're working out the rest of it. It just seems like they have been shooting themselves in the foot repeatedly, and I feel that it is very strange that they would say, hey, we're not having PSX, we're not having E3, and just continue to let those weird, not positive narratives spin without anything to interrupt them with. I would say the interruptions are spider-man the good games yeah but because like spider-man just printed money i know but that also isn't necessarily even them like yes they greenlit that game insomniac killed it but god of war killed it god of war did too but i'm just saying like corporate sony isn't really a part of that other than selling and marketing those games and they i don't think sony does a great job of marketing oh never i i noticed that i remember when the last fucking sly cooper game came out no one even knew it existed and that was a huge first party release of a game that had come back after a Mm -hmm. long time they left that thing to die and they do that with a lot of games and i they're just very strange overall i feel and do you think they will have trailers but just no they said they literally said said all those things they are not doing anything around e3 they have nothing going on and I guess the parts of Sony's things that I usually get the most excited for are third-party announcements. But I feel like this is going to be a pretty lame year for E3 in terms of that. Mm-hmm. Because if it is true, and in 2020 the PlayStation 5 will launch... When do they announce that? What? When will they announce that? They will probably do the same thing that they did with the PS4 where it's just some random uh, stream that they have. I don't, I don't remember what month it was in. Mm. Uh april i think or something maybe that's what they're planning i I, I guess but that's why i think e3 this year is going to be really lame is because especially if that is true and the new consoles will be around 2020 the third party developers are going to have to start gearing up for that now i assume they've already well well, yeah so they're not going to show a trailer and be like hey check out our ps5 game (laughs) when it's not even announced like it just yeah i don't know maybe maybe they're planning to move psx forward or back no or i don't think they are i just no i'm saying like and it'll be come out it'll be in maybe like july or something of 2019 
That's what I'm saying. I guess, and it, it also seems weird because it is definitely perpetuating the narrative that E3 literally doesn't matter anymore. And... But isn't it getting, like, amazing crowds? For consumers. Consumers. But now that none of these develop, all these developers are pulling out, Microsoft isn't even actually at E3. Mm. They just do their press conference timed with E3. And, like, EA isn't actually there anymore. Like, what is it? And that has been the narrative for the past couple years is, does E3 actually matter? And I think, no, it doesn't. It just is a time for developers and everyone to announce their new stuff and have everyone get excited at the same time. Mm -hmm. But now everyone is so busy climbing all over each other to be like, well, we're going to have this announcement stream over here. And they can, most places know that if they have a game that people are excited about, they can put out that stream and people who actually give a shit about that product will watch it right. and it will get publicity that way. Yeah, because it's got to kind of suck that all these studios put in all this work and the game that really garnered the most hype was uh, the CD Projekt Red game. Uh, <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Oh, well, what is the uh, cyberpunk? Cyberpunk. I mean, that was the game that you heard everyone talking about. Rightfully so. That shit ruled. Yeah, which yeah, and then we saw what everybody else what they saw. Yeah. Which it looks awesome, but I mean, it's gotta suck that like we don't even know when that game's coming out. That was just yeah, like yeah. it was a it, it was kind of like this very hush hush secret thing, and that's kind of what stole the show. So. Yeah, so I, I just, especially with this happening, I don't mm. know what E3 is going forward. The way Sony makes it seem is like they don't have plans this year, or well, 2019, mm-hmm. but in 2020 they would. It just, at that point, does it matter? Like, what is, I, I just don't know what E3 is, especially now that none of the three console manufacturers actually take part in e3 like microsoft i don't even know why they bothered pulling out of it if they're just in a different convention center at the same time like what the fuck difference does that make but i mean they're not actually like garnered the under the jurisdiction of the esa at that point for mm-hmm. that stuff so it's just i yeah i don't know it's weird it is very weird i it, it almost feels like maybe the press event i don't know i don't know what they but it, i mean like you think of sony's conference i think being there was pretty awful it was and i mean like last year definitely they tried something new and it failed pretty miserably from a viewer perspective and being their perspective so i maybe they were just like well fuck it then Mm -hmm. if we can't do our weird cool art exhibit then we're out i I, I don't know it just i would guess that was pretty expensive like making four different (laughs) whatever man yeah Yeah, i and it's not like they don't have games coming out but i just they can't show that again so i get why they wouldn't it just i don't know why they wouldn't try to put together something slightly Mm -hmm. different or just put out a trailer dump yeah i mean like next year i think i think at least two of their games can sell extremely well without a lot of uh, media or just a lot of marketing. I think The Last of Us will sell well, and then, and then obviously, um, Death Stranding will sell well. I think Ghost of Tsushima will sell well also. You do think so? Hundred percent. I'm just thinking because like Sucker Punch is not on the level of Naughty Dog, and people are just genuinely curious about Death Stranding. I feel like of those three, Ghost oh, of Tsushima sold like a quadrillion billion oh, copies. It? So I think that hmm. Ghost of Tsushima will sell very well. 
plus samurai are cool. So. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it's it's just also a first party game, so they are they actually told people it exists, right. so they will something will happen with that. I think. I. Uh, it's just very weird because I saw the rumor that it was going to be a thing, and then the next day they were like, "Yeah, totally." Yeah, I I was just shocked, but it, it makes sense, I guess. It's it just, does. I I just yeah. I it is disappointing. It thing. is because I look forward to watching those press conferences, and now there's one less to watch. Yeah, because I I mean we all kind of got together at your your mom's house and yeah had a barbecue and yeah we did because I was watching her dog's son mm-hmm. uh, yeah I and we watched. Pretty much Bethesda was it? Did we watch Sony or Sony was a different day? No, we watched Sony here. Okay, Sony she, was a different she'd day. Come back, and so we watched it here. It was Bethesda, Microsoft, Microsoft. Square Enix. I know I didn't. Oh, watch. I watched Square Enix the next day. That was a shit show. Hopefully, they don't do one again this year. Uh, there was another one. Yeah, Ubisoft. I think no, that was yeah, we watched that here too. No, Ubisoft. I remember watching at work. I watched it here. Right. Nukio, I think. Uh, hmm. There was a third one that day. Yeah. I just don't remember what it was. I So, so I yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I remember, you know, Microsoft being probably the best one. And then, oh, God, Bethesda with uh, the musician. What is his name? Andrew WK. Andrew WK. <laughs> there was one person enjoying that show, and it was Andrew WK. <laughs> It's uh, like DJ Khaled at the Overwatch thing. That was a fucking train wreck. So yeah, I yeah, I don't know that there's much more to say. No, about this. no, it no. just is very. I am bummed, but also I get it. I don't think E3 is going to go anywhere. I think next the following year Sony will come back with with a bang. So, I, yeah, we'll see. I guess that's my prediction. Because they're going to have to whip up a lot of stuff to show if they're going to do PSX next year and that. Maybe they're not going to do PSX anymore. Who knows? Or maybe they're going to focus on PSX. It's just kind of a bummer that they're not doing PSX or E3. Yeah. Man, is Microsoft show just going to be like seven hours long? <laughs> like, here's every trailer for every game being announced at E3. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? All right. All right. So that was really, really long. Yeah, hour and twenty minutes of that, and we haven't even. <laughs> I would call this maybe part two, I guess, which is where we just kind of talk about the games that we've been playing. Yeah. The good news from from my perspective is I've played a handful of games, and I'll try to talk about each one because okay. I I did just play another one earlier today. Oh, okay. Uh, but I don't have a lot to say about any of them. Where... Do you want to go first then? Because I could talk about Red Dead for an absurd amount of time. Okay, yeah, I can just uh... <laughs> because I have many many thoughts that I oh boy. I'll uh, I'll start with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, say... so you finished it. I finished it. Yeah, I was sixty three hours. Okay, uh, but with that sixty three hours, that there's a caveat there. I finished the main game, and the way the story kind of worked was there was it branched off a little bit. There was the cultists and then also the mystical beasts that i talked about did i talk about the cultists much at all do you remember i i now everything is blending together in my head i don't know if you did or if i heard every podcast on the planet talk about it i I assume like every other podcast has talked about it but uh so i finished the main story Uh and then i was like i'm level 43 
I kind of want to stay in this world. I really want to kind of see through the mystical beast part, but I need to get to level 50. Yeah. So I was like, I guess I'm just going to have to level grind and do some stuff. So then to kind of help level grind, I just kind of did the cultists as well because I wanted to get to level 50 for the four mystical beasts. So I, I ended up doing all the cultists and the mystical beasts. Uh, the cultists, it all kind of can't, you're really kind of working your way to find the cultist leader. That's whole, the whole point of this. It was so long in that game that, like, the, the character that it ends up being, I'm not going to spoil who it is, it's somebody that you've met in the game, but I went, I feel like I should know who this character is, <laughs> but it's been so long, I don't know who this character is. I just recognize her. Okay. So... That didn't really have the impact that it should have because I forgot. It was so, it's such a long game. <laughs> I forgot who the character was. All right, that's not a good sign. No, no. That's some bad pacing, but I, okay. I've had that feeling before. Yes, so. yes. And then the Mystical Beast, that goes in a weird direction. Yeah, man. You fight like a Manticore and Medusa. And... I, I don't want to spoil oh, everything, okay. but yeah. like Medusa was oddly in a lot of the the meat and the, like the, the trailers. Game. Oh, okay. Which I find strange because like that was the main last well, one. Yeah, but like that is like when you think of Greek mythology and you're thinking of like beasts or whatever, I guess she's like she's one the of like one the main one it, there's a couple other ones you could think as well i guess yeah. but she's like the main one but then they made her like the last one and like the hardest one she was definitely the hardest boss in the game okay. uh but then like after you do all of that it kind of goes in a weird direction that i'm not gonna spoil okay but enjoyable that i enjoyed yeah, okay. where the cultists i was like who is that <laughs> Which, I guess if you have a better memory than I do, it probably had more impact, but that's yeah. just kind of how I felt about that. It was enjoyable. I don't play a game for 63 hours that I don't like. So Yeah, that's fair. Uh, another game that I played, this is a game that we both have played, Overcooked yeah, 2. Yeah, and I, so we played Overcooked 1 last... This year. Wait, we played that this year? I think it was probably in january or February? well i was gonna say it was in the winter time so i don't know if it was like in december or it was it. yeah but we played it with nukio yes it uh, was the three of us uh, no it was just the three just of us because i remember there were a couple of things that i would drop out of and just let you two oh, do because it would be it would yeah, be easier with sense. two people uh which i liked that and overcooked two is more of that i, I really think. don't notice any differences well which... you can throw you can throw oh, yes. the uncooked ingredients which is both really good and really overwhelming which i mean they did build the levels that you would have to do it yeah uh it does kind of add something to it and it is a game that requires a lot of conversation and just yeah like hey i'm doing this yeah, or yeah. i need this and it can get very overwhelming very quick but that's what those games are like generally yes. which it um, seems like the way we've been doing it is there's usually four orders on the on i'm doing the first one and you're working on the second one yeah and i just kind of know like okay i know man we don't even really talk about it much <laughs> yeah but there are times where 
Oh, boy. There are some of the levels, they really put it hard on one person. Yeah, and then the other person <laughs> is standing there, like, twiddling their thumbs. Ooh, I'm throwing you the ingredients here. Do literally everything else. Make it, bake it, everything. I just remember the one where we were split up and you just threw like too many ingredients at me and then I instantly got overwhelmed and we got maybe one star. Yeah. And then we had to redo that, which we didn't have to redo no, that but one, but you're the type of person you have to get got, three stars. Get so yeah. it is fun. It's it, fun. And I, I think the other main new addition is that you can play online. And so right. they add emotes so that you can if you don't have voice mm-hmm. chat talk to each other that way and i think that is one of the main additions but we obviously aren't doing that because we're doing right. it local um it, it is cool and yeah. i i'm really glad that overcooked did very well for them uh that what i the game came out last year right no overcooked? that was overcooked came out 2016 oh, okay because i remember giant bomb in their deliberations jeff just like shitting on that game oh, okay and i remember um God, how do I forget his name? He had blonde, long blonde hair. Drew. Drew. He was like a big fan of that. Okay, obviously. and yeah, I well, Overcooked Two came out this year, and yes. it is. I it's just more of that with some additional elements. And if you like that, you'll mm-hmm. like this. I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it's this at, at best, it's at the same quality level. So, yeah. I, I definitely don't know how online would be. I feel like being there with the people you're playing with is a major part of the experience, at least for me. I don't know. I think if we played with like, let's say, Nukio. Yeah, online on headphones, it would be. Better, it yeah. would be I don't know if it'd be better, but it would be at least something to do. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I could realistically this Sunday see all three of us. Oh yeah, definitely. That. So right. and so you also played Yakuza Six. I I have played Yakuza Six before. I have played only an hour. Okay, I played the epilogue it's epilogue is the before and then prologue is prologue he played the prologue okay <laughs> i remember when i said i'm not the smartest yeah, hey you play it's okay i got you i played the prologue and then i played chapter one okay so i have not played three four and five yeah but i i'm kind of sussing together what's happening so haruka 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 she became a japanese pop star in five uh-huh and then she decides, I don't want to be a Japanese pop star anymore. Because I want to go home. It is bad that so it comes out that Kiryu was a yakuza, right? Which spoiler, spoilers for every yakuza game. Uh, well, specifically the very end of five, I guess. Well, in fairness, like I think we need to establish at what point is our spoilers okay? Well, I'm just saying it's literally the the that yes. scene they show you literally the last ten minutes of Yakuza Five. So I mean, if so, you're playing Yakuza Five and they spoil the last ten minutes, that really sucks, right? Uh, so yeah, they basically people find out that Kiryu is her adopted father, and that's like very taboo and bad because he's mm. a bad person, even though we all know that's not true because we've played the games. Right. Uh, he has yakuza ties, and so yeah, and so that's bad. And she basically apologizes at her concert and right. says, "I'm not doing this anymore. Sorry to disappoint my fans or whatever." And she walks out to go look for Kiryu, yes. who had been shot, and, and he's he's just, like, like crawling, dying in the, in the street. In the that snow. was a whole fucking damn. Yakuza Five was so long. I I wanted that to be over so bad. Hmm. Uh. And yeah, so then that is yeah, she was a pop star. And then 
does he get arrested in five or is it then in six? He goes to he decides to go to serve time yes. that he shouldn't have had to serve. <laughs> I I still that is so upsetting to me. I was upset too because I was like, okay, you have kids depending on you. You basically have kids l- raising kids. You could yeah, just man. get a decent lawyer, but no, I have to go to no, jail. Yeah, because that, that one was t- that one. So the other times he goes to jail, he is serving time that he should have done. No, the first time he shouldn't have done it. He didn't even shoot the guy. Okay, well that, but it was proven, proven, quote unquote, that right. he had done it. This time, it literally wasn't even him. It was like he was serving time for someone else, I believe. It seemed like they wanted to take one person from each Yes, sector. they did, and okay, that sucks still. Mm-hmm. He is an orphanage, and he should not have done that. No. Mistakes were made. <laughs> He's an idiot. So then, so then I, I kind of sussed all that out, yeah. and I was like, okay. And then he decides, then he gets out of jail, and then he finds out that Haruka yeah. decides, like, oh, then she runs away because the the Japanese tabloid. Yeah, was tying her to the orphanage, yes. and they were coming to research it, and she didn't want it to affect the kids or whatever. Which is but another... But it affected the fucking kids more because she was, like, the mother figure to the kids while Kiryu was in jail. I was gonna say, that was, Shit like... Shit is rough, man. That was a Kiryu-esque That Kiryu was a move. Kiryu move that she pulled <laughs> right there. And so now I'm just kind of running around... Tokyo trying to find uh, Haruka. Yes. Which also now there's a baby. Yep, there is a baby. I can't tell you much more about the baby. No, I, I only no, got no the spoiler, chapter one. No spoilers about the baby. I, after Assassin's Creed, I kind of just took a break from playing games this week. Yeah. I played a little bit of uh, Yakuza, which we just played Overcooked. And so that's as far as I am in Yakuza. I'm obviously enjoying it. It seems it's, over the top. Yeah. And I know this is like the end of Kiryu, so I'm very excited to see where that yeah, goes. It's over. And the final game is a game that I just went and picked up today, which is Pokemon Let's Go. Mm-hmm. It is definitely more Pokemon. It is. It, fe- it definitely feels like Gen 1. One of the big differences that bothered me was your rival. He's too friendly. Wait, isn't it blue? Uh, you get to pick whoever it is. Oh, you pick blue or green? No, you just pick whatever name it is. No, no, but I mean... Okay, I'll have to play. It is. It looks like Gary, though, right? I named him Gary, but it's... Okay, so that is blue. That shouldn't... He should not be friendly. No, like, he, right at the start, you know how you start in your bedroom. Yeah. As you're going downstairs, he comes up... And he's like, hey, I sent you an email and we're friends. This is already going to upset me because then they teased that Green was in it also. And I've seen that she is. I don't think this is Gary. I think this is like your friend. No, it, is, it should be blue because it's based on the manga. You are red. He is blue. She is green. This is trash. He's way too friendly and he's like happy. He's like teaching you how to play. I hate that. The last rival was like that too. What was his stupid name? Oh, the little kid. No, that was in X and Y. No, there was a no. That was a little girl. No, how is the one in Sun and Moon, and he's the same age as you? Maybe he's the same age, but he was also like super friendly. He was super friendly. He was mad hype that you were gonna do stuff. But then there was the like group of three people in X and Y, like the kid yes. with the vanilla shirt and all of them. They were all friendly too. That shit sucks. I want to feel good when I beat my rival. Yeah, ass. like I remember as a kid. 
I thought Gary was like the biggest. And Blue dick bag, is a tool, which and I mean, especially like, yeah. in Gold and Silver, Silvery Arrival is also oh, a yes. huge tool. But he's, he's like even, a bad person. Yes, yes. Well, not later, but whatever. He's mean. He comes off as like yes, um, he's very mean. He's like an emo prick. Yeah, and you're like, man, I'm over here trying to train these Pokemon. I want to dumpster you. Yeah. Not like, hey, I'm helping you out. Let's have a friendly spar. That yeah, sucks. I yes. don't want that. And that's exactly how he comes off. That sucks. Yes. And other than... Kids are ruining Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> other than that, I mean, I, I'm sure you know that you really don't have any choice in your starter. It's yeah. whatever game you pick. So I, I bought... Can't evolve those. I bought Pikachu, so I know because I knew you, you got Eevee. Yeah. I have no idea. It may be... Um, there, there may be... Dis- differences between the two versions i don't know i haven't really looked into it yeah I, i'm sure that you can only catch certain ones and I, I would assume so that's why i did it but i didn't really look into it yeah i will also say one of the noticeable differences is the catching which i actually yeah. kind of like the catching oh boy i did not like pokemon go very much so i'm just saying i prefer it over whittling the pokemon down and then catching it i i guess i do not at all I, I just never, I never liked that part about Pokemon. Oh, I always enjoyed that because it's like actually a struggle as opposed to like I'm going to feed you berries and then be really bad at the touch screen now. Although I will say that initially it is pretty easy, but then I got into the Viridian Forest and I'm having a harder time catching the Pokemon, which is not a good sign. No. Viridian Forest, huh? The Viridian Forest, yes. Yeah. But one thing I will say that really surprised me you know, like, right at the start, like, that first grassy area? Yeah. I found an Oddish. There was just, like, an Oddish walking around, and I'm like... I'm throwing the game away when I get it. <laughs> it's like, that's a little too early for it Oddish. It is too early. That should be right after uh, in Vermilion City, though. I'm willing to bet they did that because you pick Pikachu and the first gym is Brock. So how do you beat yeah, Brock? Yeah, how do you beat Brock with your sick Pidgey mat you Pidgey? or Rattata? But there is a place you can get Nidoran. Oh yeah, there is before that. Because I caught both in Nidorans. In Viridian City, you can get uh, yes. Nidorans. Yeah. Off to the to the side yeah, where yeah. you go to... I guess maybe you could get Oddish in that same grass. No, you couldn't. You could get Mankey. Oh yeah, I didn't have red. <laughs> so I don't know what the... Uh, well, I'm thinking was. of specifically yellow. Oh... You ha- your options were Nidoran or get Mankey. Because Mankey was in red only. I don't remember what the blue equivalent I, of Mankey uh, was. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, that's weird. I, I mean, I guess it's modern, you know. 2018, mm-hmm. everybody loves Oddish, I guess. I don't know. So, yes. So, catching the Pokemon, you get a lot of experience. Because that's the only way you get experience, isn't it? No, you fight trainers. Though, oh, okay. Which you get, like, no experience. Oh, great. So, it My really... My favorite part of the game gives me no experience. So, like, it really wants you just catching Pokemon, Mm -hmm. but the game is, like, super baby mode. But, so this is my other question. Is it like Go, where to evolve them you need the candies? No, I don't think so. Because I know you get candies. I saw the minigame where you catch at least 25 of a single Pokemon, and then you use the minigame to get candies. I don't know. I haven't gotten... I've only gotten 48 minutes in. I think... Because after work I went and got it. I would have... Assume. I hope that the that you just because I've been just naturally leveling them. I up. think you evolve them with the candies. I'll have to find out eventually. At which I, I didn't. I did not get it yet. I ordered it off Amazon, and yesterday there was a large snowstorm mm. here, so I think that delayed it. 
I think I'll get it tomorrow. So, um, I the other big complaint is it's super baby mode. The game you just start with fifty Pokeballs. Oh yeah, that was a pre-order bonus in Ultra Sun. Mm. Well, that's a little different. I, I guess. guess I don't know. Starting with fifty Pokeballs is weird. Yeah, and then like you don't get money. From the or maybe you do get money. I have just been clicking through. Yeah, yeah. But you get Pokeballs from each trainer battle as well. Okay. Sure. Cause you I, it, it seems like a game where you're just gonna be tossing tons and tons of Pokeballs at wild Pokemon. Yeah. We'll see how this pans out. I, I I don't think I'm gonna like it very much, but I think this is a game that I'm gonna go home tonight and I'm probably going to beat it by tomorrow night. <laughs> That's probably true, but the original games weren't that long. No, that's why I'm saying like yeah. I could beat it. Like it's probably like fifteen, twenty hours if you I, really set your mind to it. I think I can if get that. I can get through it probably in twelve. And honestly, catching maybe two Pokemon and you're like leveled up, and it, and there's a, a there's just like a, and it's all your Pokemon. So I'm having like all my Pokemon yeah, level but up. But like that's also time. what I don't like. I, it, that's why I don't like Go is because I don't want to have to catch fifty Oddish. To evolve my Oddish. Honestly, like, I just caught a Rattata, a Pidgey, both Nidorans, a Spearow. I've just caught one of each, and I'm already at level 9 Pikachu. Okay. And I went, I specifically went after Oddish first, because I was like, oh, I might as well pick up Oddish, because that's going to be very helpful fighting Brock. Yeah. And then also, I guess, Misty. It will be helpful to fight Misty, but you have Pikachu, so you'll that, be good. Oh, that's, that's, I didn't even think of it. <laughs> you'll be able to dumpster Misty yes. right away. I will have a much harder time with both of those if I don't catch other Pokemon. I, I see, that's what I'm kind of wondering. Maybe there will be a Bellsprout in your version? Maybe, because, yeah, Bellsprout would have been the one from Blue. Blue. Uh, I don't like Bellsprout. That sucks. Do you like Oddish Butter? Yeah. I we'll Bell's also, is ugly. So is Weeping Bell and Victory Bell. We'll have to. I want to tr- check out the trading. Yeah, because I went into the goes. communication, and there's two options. There's internet, and then there's local network. I'm curious if the local network, if you can do it without paying the Nintendo. You have to. You have to be able to. You say that, but this you is Nintendo. Ha- you have this to be able Nintendo. to. I can't. <laughs> We oh we have to find that out. You have to be able to do local. So we'll we'll have to figure we'll have to mess around with that on to, on Sunday. Yeah, you have to be able to. I will riot. That will be insane. I might look that up right after this podcast. Um. So yeah, I, I'm excited to. Well, excited is strong. I am going to play EV edition. Uh yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. I as I said, I'll, I, it's a game that. I'm enjoying because I just love the the charm. Mm. It looks a lot better than I thought it would. Like I saw the trailers, but it looks better than the trailers actually. I interesting. Think. Well, it's, are you playing in a handheld mode? No, oh, um, interesting. Just lounging on my couch, and it's such a weird setup where you you just use one Joy-Con. <laughs> Your options are one Joy-Con or handheld mode. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this game? What is happening? <laughs> I want the real Pokemon game. So I, like, and you I, don't hold uh, the Joy-Con. You don't hold the Joy-Con like you do in Mario Tennis or Mario Party. You hold it vertically. Vertical because you gotta 
Use the yes. gyroscope to catch the fucking thing. And so you just move with this, the stick, and... Okay. The menu button is... X or X? I knew what this game was going to be, I but every new thing I hear about it, I'm like, oh, God. See, I heard it, and I just... I'm just happy to be in Pokemon I, again. I don't know that I will be. I don't know that I will feel the same. I think you shouldn't have played Moon Ultra Moon. I want to play Ultra. I think I might actually play Ultra Moon. I think Instead. what's gonna. I think what's gonna happen is I'm gonna play this and be like, man, fuck this, and then actually finish Ultra Moon. Now, I before we move on to Red Dead, I have one follow up question. Yeah. You your goal is to catch all Pokemon, right? I do like. Do that. you have a Mew? I do not have a Mew. Are you going to buy... The fucking Pokeball controller? To get Mew? But I don't know if Pokebank will transfer from this game. If if I, if I knew it would, mm-hmm. I would do it. But I think there is another way to get Mew, but it involves me actually playing uh, the virtual console release of Red or Blue or Yellow, which I don't want to do at all, but I would do that just to get Mew. But I also don't have Arceus and a couple other ones that are event only, so we'll see how that pans out. I, was I actually, I someone I work with, I think could give me all of them because he worked at GameStop right. and got them all a bunch of times. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not buying that Pokeball controller. Yeah, because like I guess that's kind of like pay to win. That's what people are calling it. Because like Mew, you get right at the start. Oh, you get the Mew then? Yes, and it's, like, broken. Well, no shit. Yeah, it's, like, super (laughs) uber. It can learn any move. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, well, that is pay to win right there. Yeah. yeah. You'll be winning. But it's already baby mode. Oh, yeah, like, it's... So, what, I... Okay. Yeah, I'm fighting trainers, and they're, like, level three, and my Pikachu's level nine already. But, yeah, I think what's going to make me go back to Ultra Sun and... uh, Or Ultra Moon, whatever one I have, I don't remember, is... I like newer Pokemon. Mm. I The fact that it is just the original 150, I think, is really going to bum me out. Because I have seen these Pokemon for since 1998. Mm-hmm. So I am done seeing them for a bit, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Just nostalgia. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, I would prefer all of them. Yeah, and that, I, who knows? Maybe they'll make Pokemon Let's Go, Cyndaquil, and Chikorita. Or just maybe put them in. I think it would have been really cool if they had done, I can't think of, just like silver instead. And then they had all of that yeah. in the back half. Like yeah, that would have been. Whatever. They're selling you that shit again. Uh, yeah. Pokemon, let's go. Whatever the cute one was. Hopefully. And silver. I don't know. Pokemon, what the fuck? Pokemon, let's go. Sentra and mm-hmm. Hound Hour. I don't know. I can't think of two cute Pokemon from that game. All right, so I played only yes. Red Dead Redemption 2, which I'm going to preface this with saying that I will be very overly negative about this compared <laughs> to everyone who thinks it is God's gift to video games. And I I get it. I do see why a lot of people think that Red Dead is amazing. I do not feel that same way. I Now, after playing what I played last night, I do like it a lot more than I was liking it. But I still just... I feel like I'm fundamentally missing something. And the last time that I felt this way was with Horizon Zero Dawn, when everyone on Earth, except for me and Nukio, I felt like was singing its praises. Which sucked for me. Yeah, and I... This... Oh, I also did not like Red Dead 1. 
So I don't know why I was like, man, I maybe this time I will like it because everyone is saying the same thing again. And it's not even that I don't like it. It's just I don't get it. I just I don't see the appeal. I don't really like cowboys, so that also is another part of it. But the fact that I don't really like cowboys the time period or the original game is very weird. And I do think that, especially the ending of Red Dead 1, which I did not make it to, but I saw Willie do it, and I have seen it multiple times on video, is probably one of the best endings in all of video games ever. It is very interesting and really cool. And I think that something crazy is going to happen again at the end of this one. And so that is what is pulling me through now is... You didn't play Red Dead or you don't really know anything about the original? I know the ending. Oh, okay. I, other than that. So you in the original, you play as John Marston. Yes. Who is looking to go after his old gang, which was run by Dutch Vanderlyn. So that is the whole well, main it, crux of the game. The other main crux is it's like the end of the cowboy era. Yes. So. So. Where this is like. It's the, sort of near that point. It's sort still. of near that point, but I mean, it seems like that gang is still they're still very much together and so you basically are in the gang you play as arthur morgan but you are in dutch's gang near the end of their the life of the gang basically like marston is there his wife abigail and his son john are there um you i can't think he uh bill williamson was in the original red dead he is there javier escuela Basically, anyone from the gang that you see in Red Dead 1 is there. And so, like, you're getting this character development. And at first, I really hated that Marston was there. I couldn't stand it. Because it seemed like one of those things where you played an entire game with Marston, so you know what he's like. But what about this other side to him? And he seems different. And what? He got attacked by wolves. So that's where his scar came from. And, like, it just seemed so, like, played out and dumb. But now at the point I am at, I see the turn, man. Because Marston seems like a very different character. Or at least like he gives a shit more about his wife and his kid in Red Dead Redemption. Mm -hmm. Where he certainly fucking does not at all in this. And it makes him seem kind of like a dick. But I see the turn where he is becoming more like his character in Red Dead 1. And you see how Dutch's hold over the gang is unraveling as you go. And it just, that is the thing that is keeping me going, man, is they are weaving it in a way where I am excited to see how it crumbles into dust at the end. Because shit goes very sideways for that gang. And, like, they left Marston to die. And that is, like, one of the main reasons why he wants revenge and agrees to help the cops find the rest of the gang members is because they do a job, they leave him to die, even though they very much didn't have to. At the to. start of Red Dead, In right? the start of Red Dead, yeah. Yeah, because he, like, spoiling the start of Red Dead. Yeah. Like, he goes to, like, that fort, and then he's talking to, like, somebody, right? And then they just shoot him, and then you're kind of, like, in a recovery mode. Holy shit, your cat is... I'm always so scared to pet your cat. I know, she's weird and she like, probably will hurt you. Yes, she's like, she just climbed on my laps, really wanting me. And then in about two minutes, she's going to claw the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. But anyways, back to Red Dead. Yeah, so I, I am very excited to see how it will unravel. The thing is, I don't know how much longer I can wait for that shit to unravel. 
I this is the only game ever. Normally, I feel like I play a game a really long time, or I feel like it has been no time, and then it's been like six hours. I am having literally the opposite experience with this game, where I'll feel like, man, I've been playing this shit forever, and I'll look at the clock, and it's been an hour and a half, and it's just like, what? So I have done 50 story missions. That shit tells me I'm 42% through the story. There's no way that's true. I feel like it is going to end soon, or they are going to have some one hell of a plot twist. Because I'm in chapter four. I don't know how many chapters there are. And it just keeps going. I wish I could give you some context. Do you know how many hours you're in? I don't. And that's another thing that I think is annoying, is there is nowhere in the game that tells me my playtime. So I don't actually know how long I've been playing. It feels like a long time. I would say at least 25, 30 hours. Oh, then you're probably less than halfway. But it feels... There's no... Like, they can't keep the plot going. That's what I feel like is crazy. Is there I know there to, is a turn There somewhere. has to be a turn, and I think it is in the next chapter. Uh, and hopefully it's the turn that I want it to be, but I don't know that it is. Because, like, I heard that story takes, like, 70 hours. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> and I don't know how far I am. So it is very much like Red Dead 1 in terms of gameplay. Like, you still have dead eyes, so you can go in slow-mo, shoot 12,000 guys in the head. You have a, the same, like, three guns. Like, you can use, like, a shotgun or a revolver or, like, a carbine repeater. And there are different variations on those guns. You got your horses, and you take care of them and stuff. How many horses have died with you? None. Oh, that's good. I am a horse pro. I'm surprised. So the the I laugh a lot at this game, and I feel like it has been a common theme in video games that the horses do not hit trees. They know if you're going. Oh, I hit. You're many. not gonna hit a tree. I hit like all the trees in Assassin's Creed. Fucking, I'll be walking through a forest. My horse will just boom right into a tree. It will crumple. And man, they really mocapped horses or something because that shit just looks, it makes me feel so uncomfortable the way the horse's legs crumple and it's. Ugh. But they're fine? So usually if I hit the tree, it is fine. I had one time where my horse would have died, but if it's about to die, if you can get to it, you can revive it. Mm. I was going down a slope that I didn't think was that steep. My horse thought it was real steep and just fucking died on this steep thing. Um, so that's weird. The thing that I think they really amped up from the first one is that it is much more cowboy simulator you have to clean your guns. You have to eat? feed your horse. You have to eat to keep... I'm not even going to try to pretend like I can explain the health and the, the the cores of all your things. And if your cores are gone, then they don't replenish. You actually have to sleep. You have to try to keep your camp fed. And even if you don't, it seems like there's literally no consequence to not doing it. And I just... Does it feel integrated into, like, the day, like, in... I, like, in... Does it feel integrated, or does it feel like chores? To me, it feels like chores. Okay. Everyone else that I've heard talk about is like, man, yeah, I wake up early at camp, and I chop wood, and it rules, and then I go hunting, and, like, I fucking... I cannot care less. Like... What, what I think is annoying about it is there are all these challenges to up my stats, but you have to do them in chronological order. Mm. One of them to 
I, I don't even remember what the... It's the first level of one of the challenge types. I have to get three perfect rabbit pelts. I have killed every rabbit I have come across. Oh, how do you like that? I hate it. No, I mean like skinning them. Oh, I hate it. Okay. I hated it in the first one. And now the animations are just as long. Well, and they're pretty graphic, aren't they? They're pretty graphic. It's fucked up. Like, when he does the rabbit, he just cuts it and, like, just pulls its skin off like it's a carpet underneath something really quick. It's fucked up. But they're so fucking long. The rabbit ones and the smaller ones are really quick, but the other day I skinned an alligator. And it has, like, multiple cut and fades of him doing this fucking alligator. It's like, man, I've been here for 30 seconds. This shit should be over. I should be able to skip it. You can't. Hmm. The thing that really gets me and why in the beginning I thought it was so insufferably boring was every mission, you have to ride your horse there. And it takes like five minutes to get to the mission. You do the mission, takes a couple minutes, fucking five minutes back. Why do I have to sit through that? Why would you make that the case? Yeah, because there's the fast travel is bad. I don't like it at all, yeah. And also, from what I hear, I've heard stories of people getting too far away from their horse. Because if you're too far away from your horse, you can't, you can't whistle call it. it. And then so, you gotta fucking walk. Then you have to just walk back. Which I assume, walking to riding the horse would probably take, what, three times, four times longer? Yeah. It. So, like, I don't get that. And everything just feels so slow. Even his movement. Like, people bitch to no end about The Witcher 3, right? Mm-hmm. Where it seems like he, you have to really wrench the stick for him to get going at all. Dude, I feel like this is twice as bad. You, like, either the dead zone is fucked up on the, in the game or something, but you really have to make it go mm-hmm. for him to get any momentum. And there's so much momentum, even on the horses. And then you can't run in camp. And oh, now yeah. I'm at, like, the third camp, and it's so huge, and you have to walk up these stairs and do all this shit. It fucking takes me, like, ten minutes to walk to my bed to go to sleep in camp. And I, I just feel like it's very slow mm-hmm. and methodical, and that is what they're shooting for. Right. It is supposed to be, like, a cinematic thing. So that's what I end up doing is you follow someone to a mission, you hold the touchpad to put it in cinematic camera, and you just hold X and you watch it go. See, that's the weird thing about this game. Everything about this game, it feels like it's one of those things where... it's It feels like it's one of those movies where critics just love it, but then the... Regular average person is like, just, this sucks and it's it, boring. Right, because like, it sounds like it's doing things that just the average game doesn't. And critics who play a lot of games or critics that watch a lot of movies they get sick of the same old trends and like doing something like this where it's very methodical it seems like it would sound great to them but then the average person this just doesn't sound like and then but everybody loves it yeah it's just weird and i i find it to be weird because i a lot of the issues that i have with it if other games had that people would throw it in a dumpster so i just i feel so out of place and weird because every literally everyone i've talked to has nothing but positive things to say about it. And I I agree to some extent. I think that the voice acting is amazing. The mm-hmm. mocap is incredible. The it looks very good. But outside of that, I just I am I'm waiting for the point where I actually enjoy it as opposed to satisfying my own curiosity of mm-hmm. where the story goes. And if fuck man, if the story is really going to go on for at least twice what I have done again, I don't I don't know that I will be able to keep to the end. 
I don't know that I'll be able to do it. Yeah, that's why like everything I heard about this game and then knowing that the shooting was the same as every other Rockstar, I just went, I can't play this. And so that's why I picked up Assassin's Creed. And I I don't know, that game is just like a video game-ass video game. They yeah, like, this is not. It is very much trying to be the cinematic thing, and mm. it is cribbing on any fucking cowboy movie that has come out in the past five years. Like, any anything you can think of is... I'm wondering, have any cowboy I movies don't know, come like, out what in is, the last what five was years? the one on... About the gunslingers, like Unforgivable, Unforsaken, mm. Unsomething. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. A- and then, like, what was the Quentin Tarantino movie? That wasn't in the past five years. Oh, Django? Yeah, Django Unchained. Like, all of these things. That's a good movie. Yeah, but that that is their whole shtick. Right, right. Except they tried to say, like, oh, this time we didn't watch any cowboy movies or anything. Bullshit, man. The One of the side quests is you have to go find these gunslingers. That is literally the exact plot of a recent cowboy movie. Hmm. I and like I don't mind that and now actually in the part I just got to it seems like it's basically going to become GTA mm-hmm. because it is well, I, I can't really say without right. spoiling one of the I can't even say later parts because it might only be not even halfway uh, and the, the world is so big and so empty and it just it has all these systems you can do all these things and that's what everybody seems to like about it like tracking to hunt making a camp outside crafting with this and crafting with that and picking up and keeping your stamina up and breeding horses and doing whatever playing dominoes and i just i don't find any of that to be fun and i it seems in a lot of cases other than the hunting that there is really absolutely no reason Mm -hmm. to do it other than that people might say something different to you once in a while like, you can start to, if you don't take a bath, people will, you know, there'll be flies around you, and people will be like, man, you stink like shit. Mm. It's like, okay, but I can still shoot these guys real good, so that's fine. I Now, what happens if you don't clean your gun? It does less damage. Oh. So that actually does suck, and it, it takes, like, a second to clean your gun. I mean, unless you run out of gun oil, but I don't know that I ever will. It, but it tells you. You'll go into the menu and it'll be like, man, your gun's fucking dirty. It mm. sucks. And then you just clean it and it takes like a second. But what's other than just What for... is that adding? Yeah. Literally nothing. Okay. It is actually taking away from the experience. Would you... So like our, your hope is that is never in another video game. It, it, it doesn't even matter. That's, that's why like I hate that mechanic so much is because there's no reason for it to be there. Because you can still use the gun. Mm. It's not that much worse and fucking you can headshot anyone because the auto-aiming is so dead on like you'll just push the aim trigger to go right to the dude you just flick up a tiny bit and headshot him the headshot's always gonna kill so it really doesn't matter unless you're like me and sometimes you get too lazy to even do that and you just shoot for the body um but it it just is so inconsequential and doesn't matter there's no reason it doesn't take enough time to clean the gun Mm -hmm. there's no reason for it to be there other than like authenticity to the time period or something but i feel like cleaning your gun is a thing that you have to do even today it is. So I, 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 I'm just saying it's, I'm just, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's I'm, dusty out there on the trail. I'm know? not disagreeing with you. I'm just like, <laughs> the only thing I can think that is close to that is with Monster Hunter, where you have to sharpen your blade. Sharpen your blade. And yeah, that is just a weird holdover. But now even in that, you have infinite whetstones. Right. So they're trying to ease off that to make it more accessible to the average human. Which, I mean, that's not terrible, but that feels more like, I guess, so you're not just 
going to town on it and occasionally you have to break off from the group i don't know like i i didn't really find that to be a great game mechanic either no but... i mean and it never was it was just part of monster hunter being an obtuse right game that regular humans couldn't play and i there are just so many weird systems like that in this that it's just like why is this here i i don't understand but it's a Rockstar game, and I, like I just I don't even feel that invested in the plot. I just have to know what happens now, and I don't just want to look it up. I want to experience experience it. it. And I actually yesterday I was genuinely shocked. I started a mission, and one of the characters who had been there the entire game totally dead. They just it's, the cinematic starts, and they are blown away. And I was just like, man, they mm. really just did that, huh? And it was shocking for a second until I had to do the regular shooting everyone in the face <laughs> gameplay. And they, they do stuff like that, and I know that they will try to top themselves with what they did with the end of Red Dead 1. I don't know that that will work no. or that it will even be effective. From what I've heard, but like from what I heard, like the end of Red Dead 1 is the greatest ending. So they like they can never top that. But yeah. it sounds like from the people that really liked it, which is apparently everyone, everyone in the world. on the planet. Yes. <laughs> so this is the one podcast where <laughs> you're not going to get Red Dead I'm praise. excited because when I beat it, I'm Willie's going to play it because he, Red Dead 1 is one of his favorite games of all time. And I'm just, I'm super curious because back then when he played that, he was in middle school or high school, I don't remember, and he had infinite time. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he's sitting down there and playing this now, if like riding 10 minutes on a horse, like if he will just be like, I can't do this now. I'm I'm really interested to see how he feels about it. Because then there are even side missions where they just feel, they everything feels so inconsequential. And how big is that world? It's so big. Cause <laughs> and so empty. Because like Assassin's Creed is huge. Like, I saw from moving one side of the world to the other, it takes like two and a half hours. I don't know how long it takes, but the world seems huge, and maybe it's just because you're but not, it's not driving empty. 90 miles an hour in a car like mm-hmm. you are in GTA, so the world seems a lot smaller. You're on a fucking horse, and you're right. going like 20 miles an hour, if that. Yeah, we're like, I think of Forza, and that was an open world, but you could literally get from one side to the other in like five minutes. And that's a big world, though. Yeah. So I I don't I can't compare. I but just I, don't know. It I feels it feels huge mm-hmm. and mostly empty. Now I did hear you'll be just riding along and then someone will you'll just bump into people along the way. Does that happen? Yeah, this is a Red Dead one had that too. You meet the strangers. The ones that get me are there are other random events that aren't stranger missions. And any time it is one where I'm riding along and there's a gang of raiders that attack me, I die no matter what. Because it's literally in the middle of a path. If you get off your horse and try to run to cover, they all just gun you down and I've never been able to even remotely survive. And if I try to run, my horse will probably die. So it's actually better for me to just get shot to death and respawn so that my horse doesn't die. Because if your horse dies, then you have to slowly make your way back. And I will have to buy another horse and then bond with it so that it gets better stats. And I don't want to do that. And I think I could buy a way better horse now, but I just don't mm. give a shit. I, the horse is fine. Yeah. Unless I can get way faster. In Assassin's Creed, my horse died a couple times. I fucking times. hate horses in video games. I, I'm at the forefront of horses should not be in video games. I liked Assassin's Creed horses. The only thing I complain about is, like, you just kind of naturally level up and you get these abilities. 
And one of the abilities is, I think, by level 20 or 30, like, you, no fall damage. But your horse takes fall damage. Which is weird. I, I don't know, man. I just but the, I, but don't, the, I didn't even like being on Epona in Ocarina of Time. It was just a faster way to get somewhere. Horses, but, I'm done with them. But the thing is, like, you could just, like, your horse dies, which you then just start running, and then 30 seconds later you can call it, and then it's, like, back. Yeah, and, like, that's the I, same thing in The Witcher. I, I, it just seems so weird. Like, why do you not have any fall damage, but your horse does? It, that seems like a weird game mechanic, doesn't it? Is, it? Yeah. Because, like, you can jump off a mountain and be fine, but your horse... Not so fun. The horses are not... They can get very injured in Red Dead. So right. And try to be very I, yes. Which that seems like it'd be more graphic where this was it just is. like... So yeah, like sometimes you'll have to take a carriage into town and I fucking know that they're going to dump me without that carriage at the end of the mission and my horse is going to be too far away. So I whistle and then the horse follows me all the way on the <laughs> carriage and then you can get back. The See, hot strats. That doesn't sound fun. I, I don't know. I like I am waiting for a moment when I am genuinely having fun. I don't think it's going to come. I'm sorry. I, look, dude. Um, I think that if the story plays out, that I will I will give it merits just on that. The thing is, the amount of time you've put into this, you could have played Horizon. Which, that story is actually pretty good. Hey, the story of this is pretty good, too. I just got to get you, to the turn. Right. <laughs> well, the thing, no, the, yeah, the, the yeah, thing yeah. that is weird about this story is... This it's repeating. It is like a an abuse cycle, almost quite literally. Where Dutch will basically they'll get off some job where things usually go pretty bad. They'll settle in a new camp. You lay low, but you're still looking for places to rob and money to get until you get far enough in where shit goes sideways, and then you move. And Dutch is like, "Oh, well, it'll be fine this time." And then each time, everyone in camp gets successively more like, I don't know, does Dutch know what he's doing anymore? And I mean, we've Red Dead, you know that he stopped knowing what he was doing, but he's just very charismatic. Mm -hmm. So there will be a point where it breaks, and I can't wait for that point. And then, uh, there was even one la a mission I did last night where I got so angry, because Arthur is the kind of character who... He's very loyal, and he doesn't want to, like, speak out against people and make it seem like he isn't grateful or whatever. But there was a mission I did last night where I was like, man, these people do not care, and you should not be here, and I'm very upset. No, Dutch, you are the right-hand man to Dutch, correct? Yes. Okay. And, yeah, Marston is there. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling I know what the turn is, but I won't say that here on this podcast. And so, yeah, we have done this for a very long time. This is like two, two hours. hours already, and we haven't even... Do you want to just talk about Marvel for like 15, 20 minutes? Or do you want to save that and like maybe plan it for a little bit more? Yeah, we could do that. But then I don't, next week, I we might just talk about Pokemon for the second half. Okay, I mean, we can do I guess, Marvel. I mean, we can see. I, I don't know. I mean, I was just our wondering... La our last one was two and a half hours, wasn't it? It was a little over two hours. I'm just wondering, like... Because <clears throat> hmm. I, I, I guess we could just talk about a little bit about Stan Lee with Marvel, but then 
I would like to do like a top ten list of some kind with Marvel. Yeah. So maybe we'll like table that for another time, but then we can just just uh, just talk about Stanley for a little bit. Um, yeah. He seemed like a really cool guy, and he did for sure. And he definitely he was one of the. I mean, especially at that time when they got started, he was one of the few Jewish creators that uh, yes was out there. Yeah, because his name is like actually Stanley. And then his last name starts with an L, and it's a really long. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but like either. he's he's he basically shortened his name to his first name, which is kind of just kind of funny and kind of cool. He went from Stanley L something to just Stanley. Um, I think one. I know he's quote unquote around a little controversy, and just like he seems to take, he seemed to have taken a lot of credit for marvel mm-hmm. and it, it's it, a lot of times it wasn't just him it was a collaboration no yeah and he co-founded it with jack kirby yes would, i think he passed away in 1994 if right. i remember correctly i think the big thing is stan lee was just the charismatic front man yeah but the thing is he never really corrected people when they were like this guy made spider-man and thor when the reality is he was kind of it was more of like a co-founding. Yeah, he, I believe he actually did make the Fantastic Four. Though. I do, yes. And he, I think he did that when he was 39, which is something that I think about all the time. Is I'm 28, and I feel like I have done absolutely nothing. I, but what? I still have time, Matt. 39 <laughs> is crazy to have done something that monumental. What makes me... is I'm, I'm not going to get into politics too much, but yeah. then there was that politician down in New York... She's 29 years old, Alexis, and then she's Latino. She's 29, and she's the youngest female to ever be on the House of Representatives. She's an older, a year older than us, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I'm saying, listen, Matt, we still have time. Stan Lee, he did, he made the Fantastic Four when he was when he was older than us. I think I know the interesting thing about that whole story is I think he worked with DC at first, right? I am not positive. On I that. know he, or maybe he was working at Marvel, and he was. It was in the fifties when there was like the whole comic book collapse, and Marvel, and then and then kind of things started picking up again with DC. So Marvel really, because at the time Marvel had comics, but they weren't superhero comics. So then Marvel wanted to get into superhero comics. So then that's where Stan Lee came up with, um, you know, the Fantastic Four. And then and then obviously after that, then there was the X-Men. And then Spider-Man, I think, is the one that really took off for him. Yeah, for them, I think. Um, what I think is weird is if this was the kind of thing, if this happened a decade ago, let's say... It would not have had the same impact. No. Uh, because comic books definitely were something that was associated with being a complete nerd. And, like, if you liked comic books, you were not cool at all. And I... that changed with the Marvel movies coming very into the mainstream. And now liking that kind of stuff is... I mean, just geek culture in general. Like, video I... games and everything I... else has... It's often, become very normalized. I often think about this, and it feels like it got cool Yeah. right after when we graduated high school. That is true. And I look at 2008... We were at the forefront, man. I look at 2008, and what 
came out that year was Iron Man, which definitely I don't think it was Iron Man in the Black Knight. I feel like it's got to be the Black Knight that really kind of, because that can't that was a very popular movie and that got people going like, hmm, superheroes are kind of cool, but but also before that they were so shitty, man. They were that fucking. And- Ben Affleck as Daredevil, like that B tier level movie, which is actually what like Venom was, was very much of that era, like B tier shit. There was Catwoman, the Fantastic that Four. That Catwoman movie is heinous. Holy shit, so bad. Yeah, that Fantastic Four movie is a piece of shit. Batman Return? Uh, Batman Begins. Batman Begins with the, the nipples? The... Yeah. <laughs> or no, that was Batman. No, was that Batman was Batman. Forever? No, Batman and Robin? Batman yeah, Batman and Robin. Robin that was the nipples. Yes. But the, yeah, those were even before that. I mean, Batman was the only one who was like very much in the popular media forever. I feel like, mm-hmm. like that was okay because Batman Forever was where Jim Carrey was the Riddler, and, and even before that, like the Jack original Nicholson. with Jack Nicholson, that was nineteen eighty something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever the sequel to that one was, I don't know. Yeah, because it was called because like that's right in the fifties. It was like the really campy Batman. Yeah. That I think kids liked for a couple years, but then they were like, wow, this is really lame. Yeah. And so I it's weird because I didn't actually ever read comic books until I started reading X Men in it must have been two thousand nine or sometime in two thousand ten when the X Men arc about the mutant Messiah Hope came out. Mm-hmm. And I got one of the start of that for christmas that year because i asked for it and i started to read it and was like wow i actually really like this i want to see where this arc goes and so i have every x-men trade almost up until the end of that Mm -hmm. which is really expensive buying comic book trades is very expensive for something that would take me less than like four hours to read in most cases but it's like fucking 30 40 bucks and this crazy hardcover all color very nice things um and so, yeah, I got way into X-Men then. But before that, my main, I would say my main intro to that superhero stuff was video games. And most of those really sucked, too, I would say. Other than Spider-Man 2. And the I actually, the original Spider-Man game that was on N64 and PlayStation 1 back then. That was that was, that was pretty good. I liked that. I'd never really had a memory card, so it didn't work out for me very well. But. I would say probably for me is I watched the Spider-Man that cartoon. animated cartoon and i did like that too the i mean the batman animated series is yes. like fucking top notch mm-hmm. uh but yeah and then there was just that weird time where spider-man 2 came out and that was really good and there was a hulk game that i can never remember the name of it was like hulk world destruction tour or something mm-hmm. it was so fucking dumb you would be Hulk and you'd be on the ground and you would do this super jump to the top of skyscrapers, slam on them, and the whole building would fall down. Was it kind of like and Rampage? It, and it was an open world game? No. Oh, okay. It was so strange, and I remember that one being pretty good too. But I feel like there really wasn't another really great superhero game until Ark, uh, Arkham Asylum. And people right. realized, oh shit, if we do licensed games that are actually good, people will buy them. Mm-hmm. And so then, really, just just the Arkham game. I was going to say, then, like... And then Spider-Man after that. I was going to say, there was Arkham, Arkham City, which, I mean, I feel like those two were kind of debated, and it all comes down to what you like about video games. I think Arkham Asylum is way better. And that that's just because it's just a really close 
condensed story. Mm-hmm. If you're more into like an open world, then you're gonna like City better. Yeah, and I, then Arkham Knight is. Oh well, the then there's Arkham Origins. Worlds. I forgot about Arkham Origins. Yeah, which is okay, but definitely yeah. the weakest. And then there's Arkham Knight, which is just a massive disappointment. I I liked it in the end, but it was kind of disappointing. I would say. Yeah. I don't know. An like end to the trilogy, there. they really hyped up. Like, oh, who's Who's the main villain? And then I fucking figured it out in the first, like, 30 minutes of the game. Yeah, and that sucked. I thought they were really going to change who that was. I thought... And then, like... I was waiting. I was so excited that Joker wasn't going to be around anymore. I mean, his parts were pretty good. Oh, yeah. I I mean, like, it's... Mark Hamill nailed it. Yeah, as usual. Yes. But... Which, I think the only time it wasn't Mark Hamill as the Joker was in Origins... I don't think they had Mark Hamill do that. No, I don't think so. I think he came back for Arkham Knight. He did come back Excuse for me. Arkham Knight, yes. But he re- had said he wanted to stop doing the Joker for a really long time, so I'm surprised he even came back for that. Um, but yeah, I think that Spider-Man, the new one that just came out, is the first Marvel game that really rivaled those Batman games, which were DC. I Do you think sales-wise it did better? Spider-Man? Right. Cause that, like, I don't know that we can say that yet because Arkham Asylum's been out for a long time. Yeah, I, I and don't, it was in an HD, like an up-res collection and a bunch of other shit. So I, I, I mean, still think those would have sold better uh, over, overall by this time. I mean, especially, but Spider-Man sold a fuck ton. I mean, it's almost sold as much as God of War. Yeah. And we're talking about that game's been out two months. Yeah. <laughs> So I yeah I, I don't know I guess I would have to look up those sales numbers which I mean there's I, not a great website there for isn't it. and then most of them don't count digital sales so then it's kind of meaningless but I yeah it is, it is definitely the first Marvel game like that to rival those Batman games hundred percent also is that going to be the last time Stan Lee is in a movie or in like any media or do you think he's they gonna uh, make they an filmed his cameo already for the next Avengers movie okay good. so he will definitely be in that and he will probably be in Captain Marvel because I I would have to guess that that movie is actually completely done mm-hmm. okay or, I mean especially with filming because I I do like that he was in that movie or in that in the game as well yeah because he played that chef or cook or something in what in Sp- Spider Man. Oh, yeah. Because then he's like, oh, I love that you two are back together. Yeah, I do remember that. I mean, not not to spoil anything yeah, about yeah. the game, but he was in he was in the Spider-Man game. Yeah. Which I just think is really kind of cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, ju- I just find it to be very weird that Marvel, especially with those movies, really popularized the culture that we mm-hmm. are all about. And now yeah. everyone is super into that. Although and it, it is, is... A, it is a very strange feeling oh, yeah. to be like, man, I always like this stuff, and now everyone else likes this stuff also. I feel and like I can't tell if mm. I, I don't know. I feel like when we were in high school, you couldn't even admit that you liked video games unless yeah. you liked Call of Duty. Yeah, I remember SOCOM being really big. People really liked SOCOM. I remember, which I feel like our school was weird in the sense that like everyone was ps3 it seemed like or at least our grade uh i i everyone was that had a 360 yeah i guess so. but i don't know i knew I, a lot I, more like socom than like halo people i well socom would have been ps2 right but then x xbox would have been halo. halo at that time i remember a lot of people playing halo but 
I specifically remember at time in high school I was in study hall and someone asked me like what my favorite types of games were because they knew that I really liked games and I said RPGs and then they were like oh, I love rocket propelled grenades and I was just like this can't be happening <laughs> so that's where we were back then in like 2005 or whatever and it yeah it's just so weird that yeah. the, the kind of culture that we grew up with and we're all about became so big and i think it's really cool because now people like make a living on that shit like uh, youtubers and uh, twitch streamers and stuff like that like that is so normalized now Mm -hmm. and i think that's really cool i also think it's weird that like high schoolers now probably think that shit's lame because like (laughs) the old people like yeah (laughs) superheroes (laughs) i don't know it just it's just weird it is very weird, but I, I think it is it is cool that that stuff has become very normalized. Yes, yes. And d- definitely because of those Marvel movies, like 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess if the Batman trilogy there was the start of it. I feel like it, it, a lot it of really people... really didn't take off until after that, I feel like. I And even The Dark Knight didn't take off until, sadly, Heath Ledger. And I think that's what really kind of skyrocketed that. Begins was pretty okay. It's a. I think the trilogy is Liam Neeson was a ninja. He was. That was sick. <laughs> I think all three are great. I uh, the third one. I the third one. I definitely thought was great at the time, and I remember everyone I knew disagreeing with me. And I have not seen it since then, so I don't know. It's hard because like it's very obvious that they had to like course correct and completely change what that that was going to be about for obvious reasons. For uh, very obvious reasons, yeah. Um, but I mean, we should probably talk about Marvel instead of Batman. Well, no, I'm just saying that was, that was a huge part of it. I think yeah, that Marvel yeah. popularized all that stuff. That Batman stuff definitely kickstarted it. I was going to say, like, I think they lit the fire and then Marvel just took off. Yeah, I would it say exploded in a huge way. I feel like it was probably the Avengers that really. I think so. Um, like, had I, I, what I've been thinking about this recently. Everyone made that joke about how it was. There were a bunch of memes about everyone thought Avengers was the biggest like cross media adventure ever. What about this? And I've been thinking about that. Smash, I think, actually is. No. You think Infinity War? Is... No, I, I just mean in terms of like bringing a bunch of different things oh. together. Smash is that thing now. That's oh. not even a meme. Oh, absolutely. Special Simon Belmont now and everything else. Although, if Marvel brings in the x-men <laughs> oh uh, so like i love the x-men i love them so much i read those comics for years and i would like that but i also would hate it because what would happen is they would bring in the specific characters that i don't like it would be like cyclops and Jean gray and wolverine i don't know that they would bring wolverine back i think because he is done i don't know that no i think they're gonna just everything that fox has done they're gonna scrap i don't think that's true because they they are making it seem like that there will be a post-credit scene in dark phoenix that ties it to the marvel universe really and that movie also looks sick which i can't i can't believe i'm saying because i fucking hate that storyline and i want them to bury it i don't i i can't see gene gray go through her stupid thing again i am so over it 
I've seen it so many times. They have retold it so many times. They gotta bury that shit. So then, who are some of your favorite? Um... I do like Wolverine, but I also don't think that they are going okay. to get Hugh Jackman back, and he is what everyone thinks of as Wolverine. I see. I I was going into it thinking that they're gonna come recast everyone so then there would be a new wolverine i do not think that they will because i don't think that they will be able to get rid of michael fassbender and james mcavoy because i think that they are big enough stars now that they would actually be able to use them and not have to recast all those people also i think that michael fassbender rules as magneto okay so i know you like magneto but who are some of your other magneto is my favorite by far i really like nightcrawler Nightcrawler's um, cool. and they are bringing him back for dark phoenix actually uh and then like i like a bunch of characters that will never ever be in those movies uh surge is an electric hero that Mm -hmm. was in the new school of mutants when i was reading that right and she just kind of like dropped off the face of the earth shortly after that um i I think domino's really cool domino is really cool uh blink is really cool even after she died i like beast beast is pretty cool and i mainly like beast because he thinks cyclops is a tool yes and he's correct Mm -hmm. and if they do have a psylocke they better have a cool psylocke and not gets olivia mon still can we just get rid of her and get a new one no. Because Psylocke's cool. Psylocke is cool. The, so there are two Psylocke's. Yes. And the one that everyone thinks is cool is the one with a katana. Yeah. And she is cool. Mm-hmm. I think they're both, in the comics, they're both cool, but in right. the movie portrayals and stuff, boy, no. they cannot get them right. Nope. Uh, Which, in fairness, Apocalypse is the movie. Fucking that That's movie's not so a bad. Movie. I love Apocalypse. <laughs> Apocalypse is such a good fucking character, and they just. Ah! <laughs> Ah, that moved, and they had rebooted that X-Men franchise and they had been doing so well and then they made that fucking movie and I was like you guys can't be serious so that's why I thought this Dark Phoenix movie was gonna suck and the trailers actually make it look pretty mm-hmm. legit so I am tentative I think it's gonna be pretty cool I'm excited um, oh, I haven't seen Logan although I have I- not either because I can't because blood makes me pass out but it's very good apparently the girl, I haven't seen it. That, that girl is, X-23, is X-23. In theory, yeah. And is she going to make an appearance in this? That is, I believe, a completely different okay. universe. Oh, really? As far as I am aware. I okay. mean, it, it is in the comics, I think. Okay. So, that's I don't know weird. if that will be standalone or not. All right, then. I, yeah, I love the X-Men, but there are so many of them, and I... That oh. is like there are already. It is basically its own separate universe. Are they gonna somehow try to put Deadpool in Marvel? That'd be sick. I would love to see that. You, I think you need to see. Those I would movies. love to. I hate Deadpool as a character, but I would love to see them push that in there. Really push the envelope. I I think you should check these mo- the movies out. They're Ryan Reynolds. Like I don't like. Deadpool, but Ryan Reynolds does a fantastic yeah, now job. Now as Detective Pikachu, he's yes. gonna really step it up as well. And I guarantee, if there's a Deadpool three, he will make fun of that movie. Almost certainly, <laughs> he made fun of himself as Deadpool at the end of Wolverine Origins. He, he shot himself. Yeah, this is rightfully so. Because <laughs> I think he's a big comic book guy, yeah. or at least Deadpool. And probably playing that Deadpool upsets him deeply. <laughs> I don't know, man. One of the things I was thinking about is 
now that Marvel owns Fox, and it seems like they do want to bring that stuff in there, and it, it seems that they're hinting at bringing in the X-Men even as early as the end of Dark Phoenix, there was supposed to be that Channing Tatum Gambit movie. Mm. I want to know. That has to come out. I don't care if it sucks. I got I want. I gotta know. It's been a development for so long, and I feel like he would be the fucking worst Gambit. And I gotta know. I have to know. Listening to fucking Channing Tatum talk with a Cajun accent would be something else. That movie's gotta come out. 100%. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, if they did roll Deadpool into the Marvel Universe, then there'd be Domino, there would be Cable, there'd There'd be be Colossus. Colossus and Deadpool. Yeah. And that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Cable is in many good storylines. Because there's the something universe. that I think is absolutely hilarious that happens. I'll spoil it after the... Yeah. That, but. but yeah, it's wild that we could talk about this stuff and we could right. also talk about it with average people yeah. because they have seen or know of most of these movies. But what I am worried about now is that the fatigue is going to start setting in after the next Avengers movie. And I think it's going to be it extra. It was already. But I think that people will hold on until the Avengers, and then when they get rid of most of the main cast that they have had, I think that that is when it's really going to start going downhill for them. God. We Which should... is a fucking bummer, because who Black do you... is so sick. Who do you think they're going to get rid of? Oh, I think that Chris Evans and uh, Robert Downey Jr. are both not going to be in it anymore. You think it's just going to be those two? At least. Do you think they will get rid of Thor? I think that Chris Hemsworth wants to keep doing it, so I don't think so. Okay. But they, I, I don't know what the, I mean, I don't know. It is I'm very just... clear, I think that Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. will both be gone after this movie. If they don't die, then they will be gone in some weird capacity Which, in their story. I mean... Robert Downey Jr. has literally been doing this 10 years. Yeah. Because he was... Iron Man was the first, and that was 2008. So I kind of get that. I feel like Chris Evans, not that long ago, was like, I want to be Iron Man... Or, I want to be Iron Man forever. Captain America. Or Captain America forever. Well, I I also feel like they're just going to kill that character. Mm. Regardless. And I think they're going to try to replace him with Bucky. I think they're going to do Falcon. I think, well, no, because they announced that Falcon and... Well, I, it was rumored. I don't remember which ones actually got confirmed other than the Loki one. But they are making that Winter Soldier Falcon show on the Disney streaming service. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm looking at... I think they've done a better job of making Falcon more likable. I Over Bucky? Yeah, but... That is what that character is, man. He becomes Captain America. Who, who Bucky? Yeah. One of the winner. I understand that, but I just, I feel like they've done a better job with Falcon. And who, I, I don't want to say who cares what happens in the comics, but I feel like if you just look at the movies and not the comics, I, I think they've done a oh, better job. I don't job. like Falcon at all. Oh, you in don't? The movies, no, I don't like that character. Very oh, okay. Because I feel like he is just like there. Whereas Bucky had that the Winter Soldier is all about that character right you know more about who he actually is and why he is there whereas falcon it just seems like hey i got these wings and now i exist and make quips in this universe so i don't know okay that's fair but i i think that they will try to replace him i think that they're going to try to replace most of them except for 
uh, Black Panther. Do you think... Because I think that that movie did so well for them on a level that is unprecedented that he will be there still. Because Spider-Man will still be there as well. Spider-Man definitely. Those are both newer movies, so... Do you think they'll keep Doctor Strange? I hope so. Because I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I, I just feel like... Disney has so much money that they can't worry that, like, Benedict Cumberbatch probably will end up costing more than, like, all the other ones. Could, could that I be a factor? Th- I think it could be a factor because I don't know if you've seen who's in those movies recently, but they have to pay a lot of money. I understand, but, like, I feel like Benedict Cumberbatch is probably, if they get rid of all those other guys, he will be, like, the most marketable of them. I would say he's one of the most marketable of now. I mean, that is probably true, but it doesn't matter anymore. Because who the fuck would have thought that the movie that Chadwick Boseman was the star of would make more than all of those other movies? You know what I mean? Like, I what, feel like that was more of a cultural... That was a cultural thing, but I'm saying, like, now right. he is someone that they can also market in right. that role or whatever. Anyone who touches those movies is, like, shot to unlimited stardom at this Mm -hmm. point do you also think because like fucking brie larson already was like a decent star but now she will be next level shit because she's captain marvel i only think of her in the league i can't think of anything else she's been in i she was in a couple other things i believe she's in game of thrones maybe i don't know i don't remember but anyways Mm. she, she will now be like next level up there yes and I, I think, what, Peter Holland? That's the kid? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Uh, I think he he's so young. How old is he? He was, I don't remember. It's like something. Because he's playing age. like someone who's 15, I think, in the movies. I don't think he's that young. No, he's not. But, I mean, he just looks young. Mm-hmm. He might be one that they, I, it, it just feels weird. It's going to be weird watching these Marvel well, movies. Well, but they, and... they... Spider-Man, the next one, is already locked in. Right. The Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> that one's already locked in, but I don't think they're going to make that one, to be honest with you. Oh, I would be so devastated. After, after they got rid of James Gunn. I think they're going to shotgun that one. Oh, thing. yeah, because James Gunn is now going to be working on Suicide Squad, right? That can't be true. Is that true? <laughs> I'm almost positive they went out in the Suicide Squad... They went out and got the Guardians of the Galaxy director. Okay, well, I... Which, I, I mean, like, if that happens, I mean, like... They, that, should, they should have rehired James Gunn, is all I'm saying. But th- that could mean that Suicide Squad will be a good movie. It could be. We'll see. Because they... He, I like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are those two movies. I know I you liked, didn't like I like the first one. I know you, you didn't care for the second one as much, but I thought it was a funny movie. Yeah. I just, that first one I think was way more impactful and good. The second one I didn't hate it. I just didn't. There was that and one other one that I was. Oh, everybody loved Thor Ragnarok, and I was just like, I don't like this very much. It was a weird movie. It was weird, but I also just like didn't enjoy it that much. But everyone loved that movie. That is a movie that it just got weird. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, like of all the Marvel movies, that got like the weirdest of them all. But D- Doctor Strange Two was one of the movies that they're making, is what I was mm. saying. So he will at least be in another one. Okay, I so he will be in the next phase. That doesn't surprise me because it seemed like he was playing a major part 
in uh, the Infinity War. Yeah, I, that also the Doctor Strange movie is good. It's very good. That which is why I, that one is very good, and so is Black Panther. And one of the reasons why I think I like them more than a lot of the other ones is because they are way more unique in terms of what they bring to the table. Also, um, God, what is the actor's name in Black Panther? The villain's name. Oh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. He, well, like Killmonger. Is Killmonger, but I'm just saying, like, Michael B. Jordan, like, he was one of the best villains in all the Marvel. Oh, definitely. He and, he made Killmonger just, like, a charismatic and likable villain. But also those two bring to the table different parts of the Marvel Universe that aren't just, like, the regular, like, mm. hey, what's up, we live in New York or San right. Francisco. Like, I mean, Wakanda is a completely different place. It plays into a lot of stuff. I, if they want to tie that to X-Men, then he'll get married to Storm, or she will be there and have something to do with that. But then Doctor Strange brings in the magic aspect of it, whereas like then Thor is space and... Guardians of space. Yeah, well, just Thor also is space and uh, the Asgard and all right. that. So they, they bring in different facets of it, where most of the other ones are just like, yo, what's up? I live in New York. Which, I mean, so... the Spider-Man's not even going to be in New York. Oh, that's true, yeah. So I, that's why I think I like those two more, and I, I don't know now. I still think that Winter Soldier might be my favorite one. I'm gonna have to really sit down and think. About... I love Winter Soldier so much. If we do a top ten, do you want to do top ten movies? Would you want to include games, TV shows? I think we would have to do just the movies okay. from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Because I think then if we get into the other ones, then it's like, it's really weird. I, I was just wondering, like, our top ten favorite Marvel media. Oh. And then we could just kind of pick pick and choose whatever. I don't know that I would be able to do it at that point. I, hard decisions. you got to make the hard decisions. Because it would just be, like, ten X-Men trades. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. But also, some of those things, they just don't even really... Plus, there's Daredevil Season 1. Apparently, Season 3 as well. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's lit. Man, i got to catch up. Do- oh, they they screwed Iron Fist, man. That second season apparently is way better, and they really brought it back on track, and then they said, get fucked. And I don't know if it is because of the weird thing that people dug up that it had that and Luke Cage had lost, like, over 50% of their viewership from season to season, which the Luke Cage one I don't get because the first season is okay, and then apparently the second one is way better. But Iron Fist, that first season, such shit. I feel like... Probably for the best, because even from everything I've heard, even if it's a great, you know, great script, that actor probably would have. No, I think it. he did way better. Oh, really? Especially in the stuff he did in the Defenders, he oh, okay. was pretty good. Oh, okay. So I, I think that it either, I am pretty sure it was because Disney is starting their streaming service, yeah. and they don't want them to make those anymore. But I think that Daredevil is doing too well, so they can't cancel it until it really sucks. Do you think they'll just stop Netflix and just move it over? Or do you think they would completely scrap it? I think they have to scrap it because I think Netflix owns that. Okay. So I don't think they can do that. That's too bad because that actor, he's done a fantastic job. He has, and uh, 
Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones is also very good. Yes, and I don't know that they renewed that one for another season. Which, from what I, you, from that. what you said, the second season just kind of lost its. It focus. did, but apparently people said it's really good still as a character study or whatever. I I don't know. I really like those shows, and I like the Defenders enough, even though it was kind of disappointing that they had all that build up for six episodes or whatever it was, and then right after they were like, "We're not going to make another season of that." And which you didn't. I have not watched The Punisher either. I didn't which... watch The Punisher. I'm not going to. I don't care. Because he, he was really good in Daredevil. He was. I just... I don't want to see that. One, because he probably just shoots everyone in the face, and then... I can't watch that. Which, FYI, I've heard that game was pretty good. What, the GameCube one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have also heard that from, from people <laughs> who are so obsessed with The Punisher that I could take nothing they said yeah. seriously. So... Uh, we should try to play that sometime. I bet it did not age well. I a lot of those GameCube games that were like I, from weird third party developers back then. I was gonna say anything before the Xbox 360, PS3 era, like shooter wise, just do not age well. Because you have first-person shooters. And none of the controls were standardized. I, I remember, Call of Duty. I remember seeing people say that that game was okay, though. I do yes. remember that. Because like Call of Duty really standardized it. And I feel like probably Gears of War standardized like third-person shooters. Yeah, definitely. So, I yeah, that Punisher game. I'm sure that show is good. I've heard from multiple people that it's mm-hmm. good. I just... Blood makes me pass out. And... Right. It also does not seem to tie in at all with those other shows, which are very tied together. Well, somehow it tied into Daredevil, I would assume. I don't think it did. Well, I mean, mean, at least the character. Yeah. At least the characters somehow. I don't know. Because all the other ones, they. And I'm just. I'm so upset that they canceled Luke Cage and Iron Fist because they could have just merged those two shows because those two actors had decent chemistry with each other. They could have just made it Iron Fist and Power Man and then, like whatever i don't know but they yeah i now with disney trying to make all their weird shows with scarlet witch and loki and all that shit i just i don't think they're gonna be able to compete because especially if it's the same fucking actors from the movies like there's no way wait a minute if they move the x-men over does that mean there's gonna be two quicksilvers it technically does mean that. Hmm. That'd be weird. It would be. And also I... Because he died in Ultron. He did, but they're not mutants, Matt. They're I mean, his it? his name was Quicksilver. Nah, but they're not mutants. They were <laughs> the gifted or the others or whatever the fuck they called them because they couldn't say mutants. Oh, that was rough. The whole part. They were like made in those cages or whatever it seemed. And then there's a new Quicksilver in the X-Men. And he's very good. He is. I like him a lot. Much more than I like the guy who's playing him in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Well, in fairness, we only got one I know. movie. I mean, with... They did kill him. I did not think that was going to happen. Yeah, that was weird. It was very weird. It was like, well, yeah, we can't have this guy, too. What the <laughs> fuck? We got to get, get somebody out of here. And they kill but him. we got to keep um, Mary-Kate and Ashley's <laughs> younger sister, sister who has a really bad Russian accent. We got to keep her around. She doesn't now. No. What happened? I think they asked her to... Did Vision... Was he just like, here, let's get rid of that? And see, then it's weird because they were Magneto's children. Right. And so, like, they can't do that. 
They can't do that. So wait, is the new Quicksilver going to be related to Scarlet? <laughs> what? Like, how's that going to be? <laughs> and like they, because the old Quicksilver, definitely they said he was Magneto's son in Days of Future Past. Or right. Least, so I. Yeah, because he's like, he's my father. Yeah. And you. Oh. No, that was in, no, that was in Apocalypse, which I guess like, I guess he. Yeah. So I, I they would not be able to do it well. No. Uh, unless they got rid of Magneto. Unless Magneto bummer. like walks up to Scarlet Witch and like, I am your father. <laughs> All right, uh, I, I think this podcast has gone out oh, yeah, oh, for very boy. long time, almost three hours. Well, well, we said like we're going to do something quick, and then it was, what, 40 minutes later we <laughs> we accidentally talked about... It was like 30 minutes, I think. Well, no, because we were at 208. Oh, shit, well... So right. we we accidentally talked about superheroes for 40 minutes. Hey, that's what we were intending to do yeah. anyway. It wasn't accidental. <laughs> uh, so I guess, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is a long boy. And as always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Check them out. They are dope. We will be back in two weeks with hopefully me beating Red Dead. I don't know that that's the case. We will definitely have both played Pokemon a bunch. And I'm hoping to get through Yakuza as well. I probably will not have another new game until Smash comes out, which is way sooner than I thought it was now that I think about it, because it comes out December 7th. Yeah, because I'm going to go from this right into Darksiders. That game's still coming out. Yes. It's coming out at a bad time. I thought that was fake. It looks, I saw like a gameplay of it. It looks pretty good. And then you're going to be all about the Smash, and I'm probably going to get Just Cause 4. Yeah, Smash and both Persona Rhythm games come out on that same day, I think. And Just Cause 4. Man, I did not like Just Cause 3 at all, so I don't know that 4 will do it. But, yeah, yeah, so we will have games to talk about. And uh, who knows what news. Yeah, especially after this past week or two. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, man? It seemed like there was nothing happening, and then it all blew up right at once. And I, who knows what's going to come out of Sony not coming to E3, you know? It's, yeah. It could be all kinds of weird shit. Or other developers saying they're not coming. And yeah, and I, I'm really kind of curious because, like, in a couple of weeks we have the Game Awards, and then after that, um, what's his name from Kind of Funny... Oh, Greg Miller? Greg Miller's holding his whole thing. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be more indie stuff. But I think it would be cool to check out and just see what, what's going on in the indie scene. Because I think he's got like 50 developers and stuff. So I'm bummed because the Double Fine did their Day of the Devs, which had 50 indie games. Mm-hmm. Pretty like 30 of which I had heard of and really want to play. And they don't stream that. Oh. And I want to see those games so bad. 2019 is going to be lit. I'm going to play so many indie games. Mm. All the games that I've kickstarted over the past like five years are coming out next year. Well, so I believe. Because there's most of them were supposed to come out this year. But next year, there's going to be a lot of indie games. I'm going to be playing like an indie game a week. Nice. Shit's crazy. And I already paid for them. Mm. So Perfect. That's dope. All right. So we will see you guys in two weeks. Peace out. Yes, this will be the third episode in November. That will be. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool stuff. Yeah. So, peace. peace.